0: Hi, I'm Kara Kilmer. I play Sylvia Britt on Chicago Fire and you are listening to Meet us next to me And to me,
1: there's nothing more important. Not going to be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's going to be a hell of a ride.
2: Well, hi, shy hearts. been a minute. For me, at least. For you, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I was just here last week. But. You were. Yeah, I'm back. And half of you were just like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, welcome back to another episode of Me to Somalis. Uh This week, we are covering episodes seven. So 807, 1107, and 1007. Um, you might notice that I sound a little bit like a man. Yes, I've got a little bit of a cold. I'm a little under the weather, but it's all good. It's all good. Because it's my first one, Chicago Wednesday, back in like three weeks. Yeah. So. we
0: were just talking about how it feels like it's been like 27 years i mean it's not because we text every day but like still it's like feels like it's been 27 years
2: but like in gina and bryna time like if we don't see each other on a weekly basis it feels like it's been forever
0: yeah yeah, yeah. especially yeah. not on a thursday like if even if we're like two days off it's like no no no. what no that's not right, right? we zooming on a saturday no that's not no this is no. weird
2: no, we were just saying before we started recording that like last week I was in Europe. I know some of you know that, but like on Wednesday and Thursday of last week, you know, it would be nighttime or whatever. And I would just be like, I, this is not my normal routine. I'm not in front of the TV. I'm not like recording. This just doesn't feel right. Like something is off.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. It really does feel like that. Like even just if, like one week off, it feels weird. Yeah.
2: It yeah. feels really weird, especially in the middle of the seasons. Like it feels very weird. It does. It does. But I'm happy to be back in the swing. Europe was yeah. wonderful. It was cold, but um, it was nice. It was really fun. But I'm so glad to be back. So yeah. that's good. So uh we do have some news that we have to start off with, which like, what the hell, dude? I go to Europe and two more people leave. What the hell? Yeah, no, I know.
0: Well, at first I was like, who's the other one? But oh yeah, you missed us last week when Asia left. Yeah.
2: Yeah. At this point, I want to just like put a TikTok up of like the scene from the Hunger Games when Katniss sees the cannons go off for the first time and you see everybody's heads in the sky. Have you even seen Hunger Games? Oh, never mind. It's a totally wasted reference on you then. <laughs> i mean i know what it is obviously but like the specifics of hunger games so when they're in the hunger games and they're in the arena at night what happens is they play like the anthem of their like country district whatever it is and then they show the faces of all the all the competitors who have died in that night Mm. so like It's just getting to the point that everybody's leaving. And so I just want to do like the One Chicago version of that where you hear like the Pan M theme and it's like Ethan's face and then like Jay's face. And
0: well, especially yeah, I was going to say for this season, like this season alone, like I mean, Jesus, this is
2: like the One Chicago Hunger Games. It really is. It's like I knew
0: changes were coming, right? Like, I think we all knew that like people were going to come and go over the next little bit. Like I was ready for that. I wasn't ready for this many exits in like such a sports span of time. Time. that's yeah, this, really i think what's the killer
2: this is too much this is too much yeah. like vanessa was one thing this bit of news i was like no we're done no more stop it like yeah, this stop. one actually i was shocked i wasn't i don't know okay we'll just talk let's just yeah so one i mean i think our original friend of the pod somebody who's the been ori- the original original
0: friend of the pod
2: Derek Hass yeah. is leaving Wolf Entertainment, you guys. And that, like, it hurts to say.
0: Yeah, not even just Chicago Fire. He's leaving FBI International. Like, he is leaving, like you said, Wolf Entertainment as a whole. It's
2: bananas. Um, Derek has... Derek supported the pod before it even started.
0: I'll never forget, like, literally we hadn't even put an episode out and you he did like one of his tweets or whatever he was like so what's going on today or whatever something along those lines and Mm -hmm. you being you you were like oh we're just getting ready to prep for like our first ever recording of you know one Chicago podcast and Derek's like hmm tell me more Mm -hmm. and like ever since then I mean I have so many stories of things you know Derek's done for us and you know.
2: I will How I will never forget. Thing. I will never forget being at work the day that he posted the picture of Jesse Taylor and Eamon. And him. Uh, yeah. And been like, Yeah, hey, we're listening to me at St. Molly's. And it just like at, the, at first I saw the picture and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And I was like, wait a second, that's our podcast. Like right. he,
0: wait, he name dropped us specifically. Yeah. Like Yeah, that was, like, two weeks into the podcast. We were like, what is happening?
2: Yeah, so this is, I mean, I don't know about you, Brenda, this is really bittersweet. Like, this one, this one hurts just as much as Jesse leaving, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it really hurts. And I, like, the reason I said I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked, like, I kind of thought that Derek, once Andrea became Derek's (laughs) co-showrunner, I kind of thought Derek would maybe take a step back and really focus on more FBI International. Like, that's where I thought if he was ever going to leave, he was going to go more, like, full-time, maybe FBI International and not do anything with fire. But I don't think I ever saw him leaving Wolf as a whole. I think that was really the shocking part for me
2: yeah same here and and there's a quote in the article that he says you know he's leaving to create other new shows which is great uh but we'll also watch the hell out of whatever he does yeah we'll totally watch the hell out of whatever he does we'll do many a patron bonus episode about it um Derek if you're out there which we know you are you're not getting rid of us
0: no we're like, still gonna be emailing you, you being like hi
2: you just hi. think you are but you're yeah. not getting rid of us so yeah. sorry not sorry um <laughs> Yeah. It, but I mean, and, and it's so bittersweet, like the, the night the news broke. And I mean, I, I say night because, again, I was six hours ahead of you guys. Yeah. Uh, I just was like, I just kind of sat back and I was like, this one really hurts. Like, this really hurts. But if you really think about it, Derek is one man, right? He is one man. They're only 24 hours in a day. Co-running or show-running one show is a lot to ask. Never mind show-running two shows at the same time. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah
0: plus and I especially mean, two shows and one of them is shooting halfway across the world yeah I mean it's one thing for him to be in LA and have fire shoot in Chicago mm-hmm. I mean that's two time zones away that's already a little a bit of a challenge but like international shoots all the way in fucking Europe like that's I mean literally halfway around the world for him
2: yeah yeah and also I mean at the end of the day Derek is a writer right and writers mm-hmm are able to write about all sorts of different things in the universe. There's no bounds when you're a writer. And so when you're with the Dick Wolf universe for only 10 years, I mean, you are, there are some boundaries, right? You're in a procedural environment. You can't really, you can't really expand, you know, your horizons writing-wise. There's still writing a formula. Wise.
0: Yeah, there's still there's a formula. Yeah,
2: there's a formula. And so, I mean, uh, you know, it does make sense. It's just really bittersweet, really bittersweet. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, but, I, you know- I'm curious what he's gonna do next
0: yeah and I think it makes me even though we're like months and months away from it like it makes me real like that last interview that we're gonna get to do in May like I'm just like
2: already I'm like yeah that that hurts a lot knowing that that's gonna be our last one
0: yeah I mean obviously we hopefully Andrea will continue we can continue it with her but like it's not going to, you know, it's never going to be exactly the same because, no, like, Derek's but, been doing that for us for so many years.
2: Andrea, you're stuck with us, too. Yeah, Andrea, I can't. No. I,
0: Andrea's stuck with us, too, so. you're Totally.
2: You're totally stuck with us. Um, yeah. So, uh, it's just, I hate change. I hate it.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a big one. It's like, what does fire look like without Derek Cass? Like, I, I, you know, I don't know.
2: I mean, worst case scenario is it pulls a West Wing seasons five through seven, right? But I don't think that's going to happen.
0: But even then, okay, listen, maybe this is a hot take. Mm-hmm. I don't think I I get it. West Wings five through seven are very different than West Wings one through four. Mm-hmm. It is like a different show. But I really don't. Five is a little bit of a hot mess. But like, I actually really like six and seven. I mean, there are storylines that I don't necessarily like, but I actually really like the santos campaign stuff Uh, i i mean but it's a different show and i definitely acknowledge it's like to me in my mind i reckon it more with like pd like there's a tone shift you know everything's different it's still a i thought it was good Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not the same as like when sorkin was you know running it i get
2: it but i don't i don't think that'll happen though because andrea has been around since day Day one. one yeah And there's still, Gilvery's still there. I mean,
0: you know, Elizabeth Sherman, who wrote tonight, or the episode we're going to talk about, like, she's been there a long time now at this point. There's been a lot of people who are still, you know, have been around for a long time. Mm
2: -hmm. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't think
0: it'll happen either. But no, I I just weird to think about, like, that Derek's not in the room. Like, it's just really weird to think about that he's not going to be in the room after. And I guess for anyone who doesn't know, this is happening at the end of these seasons. So Derek Mm -hmm. will finish out both fire this year. And FBI International, and then he's done.
2: I so. gotta catch up on International. I've only seen the oh, premiere. Oh, I'm so
0: behind. Yeah, I think I've only seen the premiere too. Yeah. I'm behind on that and Fire Country and of some other stuff too.
2: Fire yeah. Country, I'm behind on too. Yeah. Yeah, 911. I
0: think the only thing I'm really caught up on is Station 19. Oh,
2: that's good. Oh, and the rookie. That's about it. Yeah, I'm definitely not caught up on the rookie. No, <laughs> no you're <definitely> not. not. <laughs> no, I'm still in the middle of the previous season, but yeah, I made I progress from the last time we talked. Yeah. Little, somewhat. Little the outline jumped on me. Hang on a second. I'm just getting back to where we were. Okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So there is a quote from Derek in this article. He says, there are many, many twists and turns still to write on these two shows between now and May. So stay tuned for some epic surprises. Leave Stella right alone. Leave Forrester and Jamie. That's her name, right? Yeah. Leave them alone. Let them be happy.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. I guess my thing is, like, and I don't think Derek is that, I I just hope there's not something for the sake of Derek being like, this is my last season, so fuck it, I'm just gonna, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna blow it all up! <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't think Andrea would let that happen, no. just given that she knows that she's gonna be on for the next year, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, we don't need, like, a, let's blow it all up.
2: I guarantee there's been a moment in the writers room where Derek's like, so what if we just burn down no. 51? <laughs> like... And it's like, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> I would say though, like kind of now that we're talking about burning things down and whatever, like I hope, hope we get a crossover that Derek, like I hope we get like one last kind of major crossovers so that like Derek can be involved in. Like it's going to be weird to think we never get another crossover that he's not going to have his hands on.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, don't know. And, I mean, I
0: don't know at this point, but like I would hope
2: so. I mean, what do we have to do for another crossover? Like, it, everyone it, else
0: is doing it back again. Everyone else.
2: Uh, Station 19 and Grays are about to do it. Well, they've done it already this season. No, but well, they're like, about to do it again. We haven't had one since pre COVID.
0: No, I know, but like FBI, no, no, it was Law and Order that did it. Yeah. Yeah, Law and Order did it.
2: Yeah, which, like, okay. When... And I think the CSIs did it too. Uh, probably. Probably I CSI's did it this year. Okay. Look, I grew up as an only child, but I still look at SVU. Like they're the cool older sibling that gets everything. So like when they have crossovers and stuff, I'm like, ah, why don't we get that? Like, where's ours? So, know. you know, just, just, just put the question out there. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: yeah, I just, I, I hope we get one more. I just want one more that Derek can like put his hands on.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Will you take us through the next bit?
0: Yeah. So today we had some... Fun news. Mm-hmm. So People's Sexiest magazine edition that they do every year. Um, it was announced the other day that Chris Evans is the People's Sexiest Man. Um and long, that was overdue. Other- long overdue. Long overdue. Long overdue. Didn't realize he hadn't already been named at one point, but like way long overdue. Um But yeah, and so then today they kind of came out with all the other like subsections of the magazine and whatever, and they did a whole subsection on like TV firefighters. And so in this edition, uh, we had Joe Minoso and Taylor Kenny, which was really just kind of cool to see. And I was watching the little like video feature they did, and it was it was really cool.
2: Yeah, that was really cool. And it it was cool because all the I mean, they did like a top 10 of TV firefighters. So it was like all the guys from nine one one. Um, Julian from Nine One One Lone Star, who had
0: like Bri- and Brian Michael Smith and Brian, from. yeah, oh, that was awesome. And then um, you had Boris and um, Jaden from Station, Station 19. Nineteen, yeah, yeah.
2: The only tweak I would have made to that, and they probably couldn't get it in on time because it's too new, is the guy from Fire Country.
0: Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it's like if they'd done this in like a couple months, I think mm-hmm. he probably Max Theory would have probably made it in, but yeah
2: i love it yeah i love it so much um yeah and and joe's tweet today was just so cute he was so excited about it he's like my wife is thrilled
0: yeah well it's just fun too like i know a bunch of people were like why didn't this person make it it's like you got to kind of pick it i mean like you're doing a firefighter i just thought it was cool that they did like firefighters on tv and like you know honored all these shows that we obviously love Mm because like these are all our favorites and so it was just you know pretty cool it was really cool yeah
2: that was a really cool thing to see today um yeah. Julian from Lone Star. Like, I didn't realize he's got like a tad on his chest. I was like, oh, He's got like a bunch of them. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. I see you. Um, there, so like I was, I was in Europe for gymnastics. I think Brenda made that clear last week. There's a gymnast on the Italian team who's pretty good, but really the only reason we wanted to watch him is because he's got a ton of tattoos and we think it's like super hot. So that's funny. That was really funny throughout the whole week. We're like, "Ooh, Nicholas in this one, cool!" And then we were just like watching for his tattoos, whatever. Um, yeah, so that was cool. That was cool. Um, we got we got good news and bad news th- today. Today being Thursday, the day before you're listening to this, obviously. Um, we got good news and bad news. Um, really sad news coming out of the med camp. Um, Desmond Gray plays paramedic Desmond on on Med. He's one of the background medics um he he passed uh yeah either yesterday or the day before yeah um sadly he he is no longer with us No, we don't know why or we don't know the circumstances we don't know what happened but it's really sad to hear like you you if you if you really pay close attention to pretty much every episode of med you will see desmond in. he
0: was in tonight's ep- well, episode well that's over yeah he
2: was in this episode it's it's and sad. had
0: like a whole lot he you know yeah like it was re- he's in a lot of them i mean he's in like you said a lot of them um but yeah very just very sad news he was very
2: you know I don't know how young but like obviously young young um
0: yeah so it's just really sad really heartbreaking
2: really sad yeah um I saw it on uh Courtney's Instagram Courtney I've seen
0: it on Twitter floating around um I saw it this morning but yeah
2: yeah. so very very sad we don't know what happened but our you know love and positive vibes to to the Chicago med family because that that's heartbreaking. Yeah, and his family too. Yeah. And his family, yeah, all of it. So, yeah. Um, that's about all the news we've got. As always, you know the drill, if you see anything send it to us. Uh yeah, you guys are pretty good about that. So, uh no patron shout-outs today. It's cool. It happens. It's all good. If you would like to support the pod for as little as $2 a month, please head to the link in our socials. Lots of cool stuff. Um we're totally going to have to plan a patron live watch of that Dolly Christmas special once I'm back from my honeymoon. Yes. Yeah. So, when do you leave for you? My honeymoon will,
0: you f- be in, will you be on your honeymoon when it airs or will
2: you not have left yet? I'm pretty sure I will be. It's December 1st that the Dolly Christmas special airs. I'm gone the first week of December. um, The first full week. December 1st. No, wait, maybe not. So maybe I'm gone the week of like the 4th to the 10th or something. Yeah. I know I'm gone for my birthday. Yeah, maybe, I know. Because you're going to be
0: gone for the finales.
2: Okay. Look, that's a self-preservation move right there. Cause last year they were like the day after. And I was like, screw you guys trying to traumatize me as a birthday gift. Okay. True. But also <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, a self-preservation a curse. move. It's
0: a blessing and a curse. It is a blessing and a curse.
2: Cause it's on my birthday this year. Like on, can you imagine if the season seven mid season of PD was on my birthday? Like happy birthday. Here's Jay getting shot.
0: But you're gonna miss probably a sex toy wedding.
2: Oh my god, the sex toy wedding. I mean, granted, that means we also
0: have to watch Brian leave, but like, still.
2: But the sex toy wedding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. Yeah,
0: which we don't know about yet, because even though nothing happened, we don't, there's not even been an engagement on the show yet. But still, we but know what's like, coming. We know what's coming.
2: We all know that this fandom is basically a bunch of like junior detectives. I feel like there's no bit of information this fandom cannot find out.
0: Yeah. And I don't think you're listening to this podcast if you
2: are spoiler free. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, if you are, that's fine. Just give ahead a little bit. But like, yeah.
2: Yeah. But they're all theories. We could be dead wrong i mean we really need to invest in some cloud masks yeah we always yeah. say it and we never do it but we really do
0: maybe i'm i'm gonna buy you one for your birthday oh, right. it will you. be at your house it will be at your house thank you not that you're gonna take it to hawaii with you but still it'll be back <laughs> it'll be there for you later
2: if i pop up in hawaii with a dolly mask i'm gonna like <laughs> try and take flags. it on the
0: airplane. It's like. I know can you get past security with that i don't know
2: i'm gonna like run around my house singing bella chow and drive my husband crazy uh, i mean yeah 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 so <laughs> all right so without further ado i think it's time to move into the episode shall we let's do it okay so this episode of med it was good but it was chaos there's a lot happening
0: like more but so I, than I usual really... I really liked it. Actually, overall, I think this is probably the best One Chicago Wednesday we've had in weeks for sure. I really liked all of these episodes.
2: Okay. Okay. What did you think was the best of the three? Mm, I. PD? Maybe. Yeah, okay. I thought PD was too. And honestly, it's been a while since I've said that, so that felt good to me that I was like I think PD was the best one of the night.
0: I mean, which yeah, but I think I but this is definitely my favorite. Fire I thought was really good. I think Fire's been a little weak the last couple weeks, but mm-hmm. I thought I really this fat felt like an old, you know, an older fire. Like I I really liked all of these episodes. I really did.
2: Yeah. So I feel like this med episode was like super sized. Like there was way more stuff going on than usual. It was like, usually what'll happen is I'll outline it while we watch, while it airs live. I, the past couple of weeks, I have not been able to keep track. I can't keep up while it's airing because yeah. there's just so much happening. Especially bed.
0: Yeah. Especially yeah. bad.
2: Yeah. So um, we're going to start with Will and Hannah because, you know, they pretty much got the first scene. So, um, I love when Ned kind of gobsmacks us and hits us with something we were absolutely not expecting. Like, something that makes you, feel like, like, recoil and go, whoa!
0: I feel like that was this whole storyline. Like, every little thing, the interaction they had, I was like, what? I was like, where right? did this come from? We haven't right. even seen them barely interact the last couple of weeks, let alone all of this. Mm-hmm. Was like, what is
2: happening? In a good way, but like, what is happening? No, but really, what is happening? Like, wow. Okay, so we start this episode. Will and Hannah are walking in. Hannah's like, I'm going to go shower. And Will's like, cool, I'll grab you a juice. Little bitty things. One of my favorite things about Will, which like, uh, maybe just stop me now. I just, we're, we're five minutes in and I'm already like, my favorite thing about Will. It, <laughs> what I'm about to say carries no cloud. I realize that. But one of my favorite things about him is that like, he- gets he knows the little things about the people he cares about like the tiny little bitty details right when natalie was still around there was an episode where like they weren't still together and they went to some like or natalie had gone to some like wine festival with philip and she had mentioned it to will and will was like but you hate that type of wine you like this type of wine It's, like, little bitty details like that I love. So I love that he just knows that about Hannah. He's like, I'll grab you a juice. Like, she doesn't drink coffee or anything, just juice. But
0: the thing is, for me, I was like, okay, when did we get back? I mean, I know they've been friends, right? Like, this whole season, it's been fine and friendly with them, whatever. But, like, they're going to the gym together? Like, when when did that happen? Oh, yeah, I didn't even put that together that they, they were coming from the gym. Or, I mean, some kind of workout, obviously. But, yeah, they were coming from workout
2: together. And I'm like... Okay. I was like, when did they start going to the gym together? Ethan's line now makes a lot more sense cuz when Ethan was like, at least you have somebody to spot you in the gym. I was like, that's random, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, makes cause they a keep lot from more the sense. gym.
0: Yeah, cuz she says, "Oh, I'm going to go shower or whatever." And he's like, "I'll grab you a juice."
2: Well, that's cute that they're workout buddies. Right. But like, where did that come from? Where did it come from? I don't know. That's cute. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. So we get this adorable moment of Ethan and Will talking relationships, which like, I didn't even put it together that both of them are kind of experiencing second chances right now. Yeah. So I was so glad that Ethan, like they were kind of like powwowing about it. And just Ethan was like, oh man, he's like, the second time is just so much easier. I love when he's like, turns out we were on the same path the entire time and just didn't realize it. Uh, You spent so much damn time fighting that you probably couldn't even stop and see it.
0: But even then, yeah, and I mean, they were always—I mean, I see it—they were always on the same path. They just were so stubborn in their ways of going, like down the same path, that it then ultimately made them diverge from that path.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I, I love that Ethan. I, I just this exit that they're crafting for Ethan—if it goes the way we think it's going to go—just masterpiece, it masterpiece. It
0: it's really, truly one of the best. I mean, I think it's up there. I mean, it's gonna be up there. It's either gonna be this exit and Jesse Spencer's exit is like the best one Chicago exits, you know, mm-hmm. and probably better because we at least knew that Brian T was leaving, so I think we can appreciate the exit more. Jesse Spencer's hurt because it was out, out of nowhere it was coming, yeah, yeah. It was crafted well, and I think it made sense for the character, but like it just hurt because it was coming out of nowhere. This one we can appreciate, be like, okay, you know, this is like, mwah, Chef's kiss. This is so fucking such a good exit. And the fact if he that he has he's to gonna, go, like, this is the way I want him to go. Yeah,
2: and he's gonna ride off into the sunset. Like we don't have to worry about him in the white space. We just know that like he's good. Yeah, he's good.
0: And I, I think it makes me really appreciate all these moments that he's having with these characters. Like i really love this ethan and will moment like Mm -hmm. granted we don't see a ton of them but like i really enjoyed this one and then especially the ethan and archer moment which we'll talk about later at the Mm. end of the episode like i thought that was great really just all the ethan and archer stuff this episode i thought was really good but like it just makes me appreciate those moments too that much more
2: yeah 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 so it turns out there's a scrub shortage I don't understand. I don't either. I don't either. When we read this in the episode description, we were like, what the fuck? Like, how does that, how does that happen? But I'm kind of glad they did it though, because we got to see everybody work in their normal clothes. And for some reason, it was like a minor touch that made a big difference. Okay. But what, okay.
0: I feel like we need to talk about, which we can talk about Crockett's a little later when we get to Crockett. But like, Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny because like, Hannah and Will- Or like, okay, well, we're going to go change, you know, we're going to go to the hospital thrift store, we're going to find new clothes or whatever. But like, I would have thought you would have just want, like, why couldn't they just
2: keep wearing their workout gear? I thought that would have been more comfortable. More comfortable. But like, I mean, they, you know, presumably they were like sweating in it and stuff.
0: I mean, I guess, but like, but then they wouldn't let Maggie wouldn't let like Kai or, you know, anyone else change. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at Kai's outfit and I was like, okay, that can't be great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Also, which hospital has a thrift store? Like, why does the hospital have a thrift store?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I know our local one doesn't have a thrift store. I mean, unless
0: you wanted to call it lost and found, but then you would have just called it lost and found, like a thrift store? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that was just one of those things where they were like, we have, you know, Hannah and Will need new clothes and like, they can't go to the mall. So like. We'll just say the hospital at the thrift store. Sure. No one's going to question that. It's fine. I
2: I will say Will did better at the thrift store than he did after his place burnt down. Yeah. 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 Going to court did not do him very well, but he did better at the hospital thrift store. So go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, I guess it's because that was lost and found, right? When he, after when he like went to court, he, they were like, oh, they dug this up from lost and found. So like, what's the difference between the lost and found and the thrift store?
3: question and connor! Like
0: how long, i would presume that something ends up in lost and found first before it ends up in the thrift store so then like how long does it stay in lost and found yeah before it goes to the thrift store just
2: thoughts connor clear this up for us please <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah yeah All great questions. All great questions. So we get an adorable moment. They're walking back to the hospital and like, they're kind of roasting each other a little bit. And so uh, Hannah's like, well, at least you look fine. I look like a bank teller. And Will's like, no, I'd go with substitute teacher. And she's like, ah, like (laughs) rude. Just adorable little bitty moment. And then they basically, they get their patient because there's a van parked in front of the hospital. And this guy's like screaming for help. There's a woman in labor in the van and it's her neighbor who brought her in. So... I love their energy with this patient. And I. the other thing I love is that like the first half of this episode for Will and Hannah was like smooth sailing. They like, yeah, easy patient. They were both like, they had really good positive energy. It was just completely smooth sailing. And I love that because, you know, sometimes these shows take a lot out of you. And so they get really heavy and you're just like, oh my God, I can't keep focusing from person to person. This was good.
0: But even the back half, which is not smooth sailing, it's not like they're fighting each other. It's just like chaos, like you said. Yeah. It's external circumstances affecting them. It's not like they're fighting with each other and they're disagreeing about how to handle the case or whatever. Like, it's just chaos.
2: I love, love, love Hannah's energy with this patient. Like, if she were my doctor, I would find her presence very calming.
0: She's great. I mean, she's just we stand, hannah asher oh
2: I mean, hannah asher is queen a queen queen a queen yes yes <laughs> yeah um yeah and we're not just saying that because we're most likely going to talk to jesse next week um yeah. she's a queen she's a, queen. a true queen yes uh yeah i just i love her energy and she's like positive and she's just very calming i love that so The patient mentioned some itching, like once they get her inside, but like more about that later, just take that and like put it in the back of your head because it's going to come back into play. But turns out she's in labor. Of course she is. Of course she is. Um, But again, it's all smooth sailing so far. Everything's good. You know, they're just like, okay, we're going to do a C-section. It's totally safe. It's normal. Will is just like, congratulations. It's nice. Just, it's nice and refreshing to see things go smoothly. But the scrub shortage means that they have to wear hazmat suits which is pretty funny
0: it just honestly i got a little bit of like a callback slight ptsd from then the uh infection crossover like seeing will in the hazmat suit specifically i was like oh i was like it took me back i was like okay
2: (laughs) here we go again yeah Uh, yeah a little bit i just i laughed when they both came out and they were like really we have to wear this like i thought that was kind of funny yeah um so yeah, so they do the surgery. Everything's fine now. I do want to pose this question, just because last week's episode was so crazy with that surgery scene. Is it me, or have the surgery scenes been a little graphic lately?
0: I'd use graphic, but I feel like they've definitely shown us more. Like like you said, like last week we got to see basically like what it would be, you know, if we were in Hannah and Archer. She was like doing the uh-huh. the. Camera down the scope, or whatever it was specifically. Like, I just feel like we're getting more scenes like that, like really what it looks like in real surgery. Mm -hmm. So, I guess you would say technically that's more graphic, but it's not like I'm seeing like blood spurt everywhere, you know, anything like that. It's just more realistic, I think.
2: Yeah. So, I was telling Brenda before we recorded last week, I'm in Europe, of course. So, Thursday morning is really when I'm trying to watch the shows. And so, uh, Amy, my best friend, everybody knows that. I mention her all the time. Amy walks by the computer screen at one point and they're like on that scene. And she's like, what the hell are you watching? And I was like, Chicago men, mind your business. (laughs) Um, But it was a little, I was just like, this is a lot. Oh my, Um, just a thought. So yeah. Uh, So the baby's fine. They deliver her. That's great. Baby's fine. But then mom ODs out of nowhere. Yeah, that was like, okay. This is when- like shit started to hit the fan and it got like things became not smooth sailing like you were saying but it wasn't bad rough like you know rough seas or whatever it was like crazy rough seas so we were just like what the fuck what
0: the fuck and i was like this is new territory
2: for med i was like med has never done this before yeah yeah so mom D's, they narcan her she's fine and everything and they're just like what the fuck they get nelly involved and nelly's like yeah i she's telling the truth so we don't really know where this drug came from this is like Again, what, the, what fuck? the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So at one point, Maggie finally stops Hannah and is like, dude, the neighbor was carrying car fentanyl. In which is car, like, yeah. I think it's like a like a supercharged version of regular fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Which like, just the teeniest, tiniest bit of it can be like completely lethal. Yeah. So I watch a lot of cop shows. I know these things. So yeah, so they're having this moment. They're talking and Hannah's like, wait a second, we need to decontaminate. Where's Will?" So they run into the doctor's lounge and like, motherfucker, sound the alarm. Will Halstead down.
0: As soon as I saw that, I was tweeting. I was like, Gina, I need
2: to check on Gina. Is Gina okay? Like, I'm not going to lie. My mentions did fill up at that point And everybody was like, is Gina okay? Is she okay? What's going on? And I-, I laughed. I was like, you guys know me so well. I love you all. But
0: also I'm not okay.
2: But also, no, I'm not okay. Because in in my head, I was like, Will, Will, Will. <laughs> like, uh... Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely had a moment of just like, oh, my baby! Like, no! Uh, so, yeah. So, um, Will Halstead down. Not cool. Not cool! Um, yeah. But uh, Hannah Narc-hands him. So, like, hey, full circle moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's fine. He's good. Will Halstead's okay. Everybody calm down. False alarm. He's good. He's good. It's a little scary for me there. It was a scary five seconds. What are you going to yeah. do? What are you going to do? So then this is where we get into the territory of like, whoa, I did not have any of this on my bingo card. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Okay. So first is this quote from Hannah. So they're, you know, they're in the decontamination, whatever, they're going to shower or whatever. And Will's like, you should probably go first, like being a gentleman. And she turns around and I'm not even kidding. This quote, like, shell shocked me. She goes, oh, come on. What's the big deal? How many times have we seen each other naked? Whoa, whoa, (laughs) whoa. Did not have that on my bingo card. No,
0: no. Not even seen anything remotely close to that.
2: Hannah Asher asking Will Halstead how many times they've seen each other naked. Nope. Didn't see that one coming. I mean, I didn't hate him, but like... No, I didn't hate it either. I didn't yeah. hate it either. Um, I didn't have that on my bingo card, nor did I have the shower scene that follows. No, 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 no. What?
0: How is this? Okay. Something I was just thinking about. I feel like we're seven episodes in, so this is a big declaration for being just seven episodes in. But I feel like this is Med's sexiest season without even actually having any sex. Because, like, you have the Ethan and April scene in the club, which was like, hello. I mean, that was amazing. And then you have this scene, which is really Sexy, even though it's like a decontamination shower and there's like nothing actually happening. Literally. Like, and the, the Ethan and April scene, they
2: were just eye fucking. Like they right. weren't actually fucking.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. I think this is Med's
2: sexiest season without actually any sex. That's hands down the sexiest Will and Hannah scene we've ever seen. That may be Will's sexiest
0: scene. I'm not even a Will Halstead fan, and I think that may be Will's sexiest scene. It
2: let the record show that Bryna <laughs> just said that. I didn't say that. Let the record show it was Bryna. But
0: it is. I mean everything about this the whole time I was just like cut the sexual
2: tension with a fucking knife.
0: I know. Like and there's nothing it's a decontamination
2: shower. Well but it's not even that okay so like they obviously they get in the shower together yes but then like Hannah takes the sponge and is like washing off Will's shoulder and then she hands it to him like okay. Okay. That's what I'm saying med sexiest
0: season and we're seven episodes in
2: yeah yeah and it's just like hannah was so comfortable and she was just like whatever this isn't a big deal you can tell will was a little well was like,
0: like i'm not, not complaining yeah. but also this is not hannah's acting like this is just like another tuesday and will's like uh, i don't know
2: he's like not sure how to read the situation yeah uh, yeah but then and then of course Hannah's like this is a full circle moment because when we met you narcanned me and yeah. I couldn't even focus in on that at that point I was like this is a full circle moment but you're both like naked in naked the shower in the together shower. you haven't even rekindled your relationship and we just went from zero to shower scene <laughs> yeah. like what's yeah. happening
0: I did not again did not see that coming not no. complaining no did not see that coming no i totally
2: loved it i love when med absolutely just shell shocks us and we're like shit
0: well you know who wrote last night's episode
2: i don't who wrote it
0: um steven was it okay okay and somebody else i can't remember but yeah, steven wrote
2: it okay i mean i mean well done med writers well done yeah uh yeah so funny so funny so they brief the mom and they're just like yeah so the neighbor was like carrying car fentanyl. we think you absorbed it through your socks like that's what's going on there and will will kind of like gives into the moment and so he's just like do you want to get something to eat like you want to just grab something and hannah's like i'm gonna hit a meeting on the way home just to be safe but you are welcome to join me if you'd like to do that you guys they are writing hannah so well right now that like i completely forgot that this might have triggered something for her yeah completely forgot that like oh she was an addict mm-hmm. Hannah Asher for president just
0: yeah she's come so far it's just like
2: an- insane yes yes just queen queen Hannah yep queen Hannah of Gaffney <sighs> yeah so um, she did invite him along though I think that's that's gotta mean something right you're not just gonna invite any of your friends along to a meeting
0: so i've seen the theory around going around that like obviously if we are getting um the sex toy wedding in the Mm -hmm. mid-season finale that like does something happen between hannah and will you know like do they have sex do they have you know just kiss or whatever whatever at the wedding like i don't know like i just don't know i mean obviously i think it's obvious that they're probably gonna do something between hannah and will but like are we heading there that soon i don't know because this kind of came out of I don't want to say nowhere, but it's, like, we haven't really had any Hannah and Will for the last, like, four episodes. It's been all Hannah and Archer.
2: Was it, the, was it this episode that had the description of, like, Will and Hannah grow closer? is that next yes. week? No, that was this one. Ah, okay. Okay. I mean, but even if they, like, hook up in the midseason, is that even going to compare to the surprise shower scene <laughs> from this one? I mean if this is a casual shower scene then
0: that's some high bar set for (laughs) i mean you you want to talk
2: about you want to talk about going like from zero to 60 we literally went from home plate to like right to third base yeah casual will halstead sex metaphors (laughs) normal night on the podcast it's fine (laughs) (laughs) What anyway, but I just,
0: I just, I, I, like I said, we've had so much Hannah and Archer that we've barely had any Hannah and Will and now we're back on Hannah and Will and I'm like, okay, so now where are we going?
2: I don't hate it. I don't hate it.
0: I just can be with whoever she wants to at this point. I'm just, again, Queen Hannah, Asher. I just, I don't care.
2: Yeah, no, Queen Hannah and also, I mean, okay, and we'll get into this more in the PD portion, but like the people who Jay left behind, I'm worried about, okay? So I'm happy that Will has someone right now because i mean True. he doesn't have anybody otherwise he has hannah and that's it mm-hmm. so i'm happy he's got somebody there to look out for him good point good point yeah yeah so uh yeah that's that's about all we've got on on william and hannah but like i'm surprised showers day. no, no big deal um again med sexy
0: season i'm calling it season eight
2: <laughs> what's the big deal how many times have we seen each other naked hannah <laughs> ma'am yeah oh goodness okay so next up we've got crockett and zach and dr charles so Brianna, take it away okay
0: so the episode starts and zach gets this patient it's a woman and as soon as i see zach getting a patient just every time i see one of the interns with a patient i'm like oh shit this is not gonna go well like and just every time my gut and they. This one didn't, it was not Zach's fault. None of this was Zach's fault. But just as soon as I see that, I'm like, oh, that does not, nope, nope. Mm." But anyway, so Zach is working on this patient and Dr. Charles is just kind of supervising because there's no other attendings in the ED. So their patient is a 50-year-old woman who fell trying to scale a fence and she's very confused when she's coming, comes in, she's not with it and like. She starts screaming about, like, taking it out, taking it out. And they're like, what are you talking about? And all of a sudden, she just leans over and stabs herself
2: in the stomach. We're, like, this two minutes the into screen. the episode. Yeah. This is... Yeah. You know it's going to be a long night when...
0: Yeah. So, elsewhere, we have Crockett. Crockett is with Dayton and Nathan. Nathan's fine. But because, again, we have no scrubs, we get, like... A less suited up version of Crockett without the jacket basically and it is like Mwah. oh it's oh. so
2: good um and I don't know like, why
0: Crockett came to the hospital in basically like his best dress you know but like I'm not complaining
2: um hat tip to the wardrobe department on that one because that shirt Mwah. beautiful oh man Mwah. it's so good he looks so good so,
0: oh my God! Again, just to
2: add to this
0: being Med Sexy season, we're
2: just gonna that that image. Um, people did the top ten like sexiest TV firefighters. I need them to do the sexiest TV doctors next. Oh, but that who? Okay, who else would be on? Okay, who? Okay, let's think of all the doctors. I'm trying got to think about right like
0: now. the doctor shows. I mean, someone from Grey's probably one Link? or two. From do you put Link? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know who else is on. I
2: don't watch the grades that much anymore. No, I don't either. Um okay, let's go with Link from Grays. Now I'm trying to think of all the other networks. Now the resident, you go with Conrad, right? Because like Matt. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. I don't watch New Amsterdam, but I imagine you would put Ryan Eggold on that list. Yeah. Or the other
0: I don't know his name. There's another doctor on there who I
2: um oh oh um oh what's the actor's name i know exactly who you're talking to no i think he might be on the resident i could be wrong um okay wait
0: so the good doctor i don't I'm know if you put
2: you, anybody on that list i'm just trying to think about doctor shows in general right now you better like currently on the air you put richard schiff on there just because he's a legend um <laughs> i'll hail anybody who's ever been on the west wing okay uh Okay, let's think, let's think. The good doctor. I just don't know what else doctor shows are on right now. I know. I think all the doctor shows on CBS got canceled. Yeah. Are there any on like streaming or cable? Um I don't think so. Can't think of anything off the top of my head. But
0: so then you end up with like five from Crazy Anatomy. <laughs> or more from Chicago Med. Hey, now. Oh yeah, true. That was the whole point of why we were
2: talking about this. I'd put Ethan on that list. Uh, yeah. You know, I'd also no. put Will, but like, you know, yeah. again, everything I no, say well, about Will is Three matter. of them
0: on, and yeah. they're gonna get four of them to nine one one. I mean, come on now.
2: Yeah, that okay. So that I did notice that about that list. I was like, hey, why did all the guys from nine one one make it, but not like more guys from Fire? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe because they only have four guys. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Uh-huh. I also thought it was weird because then you have, like, Lone Star, and I'm not complaining that Brian Michael Smith and Julian ended up on the list, but it's like, there was no Rafa, well, I guess Rafa's not a firefighter, not a firefighter. but, like, Same with no Ronan. Ronan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's not a firefighter anymore. He's a paramedic. But no Rob Lowe. Yeah, no Rob Lowe. Um, and no, I can't think of the guy who plays, um, Judd uh
2: gym something yeah yeah um but yeah i would have put john on that list yeah why i gotta be 10 why can't we just expand it um yeah yeah. and then we could also talk about like the 10 sexiest tv cops and we could be here all night if we did that so we'll spare you but Mm -mm. crockett would definitely make that list oh yeah oh yeah let us know what doctor shows we're missing we're just blanking right now we're thinking of ones like currently on the air because if you wanted to go all time i think we could definitely like oh yeah for sure er for for sure sure. like Uh, yeah for sure yeah uh yeah
0: so keep going anyway again had to go on my little crockett tangent but like i said nathan's doing fine whatever so crockett gets pulled out of the room by the a-hole Australian dude from last season who headbutted him. And I don't remember his name. I guess he's back? Like, I don't understand.
2: that. This is part of what made this episode so chaotic. Because, like, you've already got the residents running around. And we're just starting to get a grip on them, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. The a-hole Australian dude is back? What is happening right now? But, like,
0: and he's not even in, like, the rest of the episode. So, like, Mm-mm. they brought him back for this one scene that I guess he'll pop back up again. Like I don't understand what he was doing there. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, basically, this Australian dude is just like, "Hey, Crockett, get ready for this conference or whatever." Like Pamela was supposed to do this presentation on some sort of version of trans—I don't know—something about transplant surgery, and but she had a setback and had to return to rehab, so she can't do it. So a whole Australian dude is like, "Crockett, you need to do it." And that's kind of where we're at. And that's literally his only reason
2: for being in this episode. Crockett's face in this moment, though. Like, anytime Pamela gets mentioned, he is just, like, stopping his tracks.
0: Well, especially with, like, hearing that she had a setback and has to go back to rehab. Like, that she's not doing okay. It's, Mm -hmm. yeah. That just, like,
2: twisted the knife. Yeah.
0: So, anyway. Going back to the patient. So, turns out the woman had a kidney transplant, you know, months ago or whatever. And Crockett and Dr. Blake did it. So, turns out her confused state is immunosuppressant-induced psychosis, and her antipsychotics aren't working. So basically, her husband, who is you know in charge of her medical stuff right now, suggests removing the kidney. And they're like, "Well, we'd have to ask the ethics committee." And I guess take I take was you. trying to—I was trying to Google this because I don't. What I don't still understand is what is really the ethical dilemma behind, like, if it's, like, removing something from your bot. Like, I don't understand what the ethical dilemma is.
2: I think... I, I would think that the ethical dilemma comes in when, you know, if you remove the if you remove it, can you then put it back into like the quote unquote market? Can it go? Can it be like oh can another patient? Like, can get it, it be re donated to someone else? Bingo. I, I would okay. think that's the ethical dilemma, but I'm not in the medicine I was deal. trying I to google
0: know. I was trying to Google it, but everything that was coming up was about like just organ donation in general or like mm. the actual First transplant of a kid, you know, of a organ, and I was like, that's not what I want. I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, the removal of an organ. Like, I couldn't get it to like come up with what I was looking for. R.I.P. to our search history, by the way. Yeah, for real though, real though. But again, Crockett is pissed because obviously, like we said, Crockett was the doctor on the original case, Dr. Blake. He is not having it. He is not. He's not on board for this at all. And he ends up getting a classic Dr. Charles pep talk.
3: Renee's transplant was the first time Pamela showed me
1: how to resize a renal artery. She had this great sheet. Where she would split the artery to match the size. A mechanical genius. She always was a brilliant surgeon. Who may never operate again. I made a decision for her, and look what happened. I know this is complicated for you, okay? But you cannot let what happened with Pamela affect how you approach this case. But for I'm sitting, Seth's a good man. He got his wife's best interest at heart, and. Most important of all, he knows her mind. And what if he's wrong? Buddy, I just don't really think that it's our place to judge at.
2: It always kills me when the characters doubt themselves. I'm like, honey, no, like, you got yeah. this. You're good. Yeah. But, yeah, that kind of hurt me a little bit. I also forget, like, I, 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 it's easy to forget, in my opinion, that, like, yeah, he had feelings for her. That's great. But also, at the end of the day, he harbors a lot of guilt for what happened yeah and i think that's really easy to lose sight of Mm -hmm.
0: so after this pep talk though he does end up removing the kidney and basically at the end of the episode the husband and wife are talking about you know she's like finally now that she's not in this psychosis or whatever the husband's explaining everything that happened to her and the wife's like yeah like basically i would have done the same thing and like they focus in on crockett's face though in this moment and obviously it's supposed to mirror his situation with like again his feelings for what happened to Dr. Blake and the decision he made but oh man like Crockett is just still not okay with that Mm -hmm. and how that all went
2: down well and I I see where he's coming from right he did all that hard work to put the kidney in and he even mentions like hey Pamela taught me something during this transplant and now he's feeling like all of his work went to waste Mm Hmm. And it's a double whammy, right? Because he probably feels that way about Pamela's surgery, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's, like, one of those situations, too, where it's, like, maybe not specifically with, like, the transplant that he did, but, like, with the Pamela situation, it's, like, you don't, I I don't know. It's, like, one of the situations, like, knowing what you know now, would you have done something different? Yeah, probably. But, like, in the moment, you did what you thought was the best decision, and that's the hard thing to kind of reckon with. It's, like... Yeah, if I knew what I knew now, I would make a different decision. But I didn't know what I know now. So, like, at the time, I had to make the best decision with what I knew. Right. And it puts you in a hard spot. But, like,
2: yeah.
1: Right.
2: So. Yeah. No, right. But, I know. Yeah. So, we've also got Goodwin. Goodwin is having a horrible, no good, very bad day. The scrub shortage is uh, not great. Yeah, who knew
0: that her her no good, very horrible, bad day would be centered around a lack of scrubs?
2: I know, I know. Like, I of know. all the things, yeah. who knew that her, you know, everything would come
0: down to they have no scrubs?
2: I do, I do love how we read that in the episode description, and we were like, okay, first of all, how? And second of all, why is that such a big deal? Like, I love that we, as an audience kind of had those questions and so good one kind of answered them for us. That Which, was good. and
0: it didn't really, you know what? Like it is funny when you like you said when you read it in the description you're like haha okay no scrubs. Like how do they end up in that situation? Like yeah. okay, what the fuck? But like once she starts explaining like how important scrubs are to like keeping the hospital as like a sterile environment and like I just I never really thought about it. Right. Like right. I never really thought about it. And then I was like oh shit. <laughs> I was like oh yeah, yeah. it's like, like the they are moment. really kind of actually important.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: you can't just operate in whatever.
2: Right. Right. So yeah. Goodwin's not having a good day with the scrub shortage. So the company that handles their laundry had some sort of electrical short and there's like a bank of dryers that went out all that stuff. Um, and they didn't have enough employees to bring backups from the warehouse. Cause you know, that's, it's, it's a lot of things are happening right now. Like there's a lot of staffing shortages and, and things yep. are just kind of the supply chain delays. Is also yeah. Up. yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Poor Sharon. She's just like, We're renegotiating our contract with you. Like, you better not be holding my scrubs hostage. And the poor guy is like, I'm just trying to do my job. Like, go talk to the CFO. Just mm-hmm. do that. So she goes to find the CFO and she basically gets intercepted by the assistant. Ooh, this. Mm, mm. Okay. You know how we have rules of Chicago Fire? Like, never give up on Severi. Don't put your feet on the dash. On the oh, dash. Kind of yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever set a number one rule of Chicago med, but I'm going to set it just in case we never have never, ever, ever disrespect Sharon Goodwin. Nope. Unless you've got a death wish. Yep. Never, ever disrespect her ever. So the assistant is like, Oh, Hey Sharon. And she goes, excuse me, Sharon. Yes. Queen. Yes. Queen. You command that respect. Yes, ma'am. I fucking love her. This is why I respect the absolute hell. And I'm not just Sharon Goodwin, but I I respect the crap out of both of them. Like, yes, ma'am. You command that respect. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen it. It is. Yeah. We've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we will just leave it at that. We've seen it. And it's, it's yes, ma'am. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. So the basically the assistant is like well you can make an appointment with the cfo and he's like why is it a big deal that you don't have scrubs like can't you just use surgical gowns and goodwin's like what the hell do you want them to wear underneath like yeah okay um so she finally intercepts the cfo as he's going to like his freaking tea time on the golf course yeah like i want to punch
3: him so bad and we get this audio so you're really heading to the links
1: Edna's senior VP is in town. Said we've got a pressing matter.
3: Well, we've got pressing matters here as well.
1: The surgical scrubs, right? I was told we found a
3: solution. Hazmat suits? More of a Band-Aid than a solution. Yeah, whatever you call it, it'll do for now. Fred, I don't know if you're aware, but the hospital's kind of falling apart lately. And it's not a good look when the guy who's supposed to be holding the glue is off working on his handicap on a weekday.
1: Lakeview Linens is trying to jam a 30% increase down my throat, Sharon. The hospital just can't roll over and accept terms like that, not if you want to keep the doors open. Scrubs something we can do without for a bit if we need to.
3: You're wrong. Besides maintaining a clean and safe environment in the OR, they give our people a sense of purpose and still our patients with the confidence that we know what we're doing. That Lowly piece of clothing has an incalculable effect on the healing process.
1: I can't work with incalculable, Sharon. I need a number.
3: You know, I don't have any good options here. So I'm going to recommend that we postpone all elective surgeries until this thing is resolved. 48 hours.
2: Please, I know they'll cave.
3: I'm sorry, Fred. I don't
2: have a choice. People who only see things in terms of money like made me sick. Yeah. Like, mm.
0: he's just like, you can be fine with that for a while. And Sharon's just like, no, we fucking can't. Like, yeah. no, that's not
2: how this goes. And like, what about how the assistant was like, when Sharon was like, we need to cancel elective surgeries. And he's like, that's going to hit the PL. Like, oh, smack. Like, people who view money as the most important thing ahead of like humanity in general. Oh, that irks me in a very special way wanted like if we wouldn't have to cancel elective surgeries, if
0: you spent a little more money, and yeah, I know that's gonna suck, but you would ultimately make more money if you spent the tiny little bit of money on the scrubs that you needed to, and like you'd make a lot more
2: money because you wouldn't have to cancel anything, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, that made me so angry, and like, oh, the Sharon Goodwin disrespect, like why, why, no, no, mm-hmm. never, oh. So we end the episode and we have scrubs. We have scrubs because speaking of people who are solely controlled by money, Jack Dayton has saved the day. Um and he saved the day by basically threatening the company into cooperating. Yes. I can't I I can't. Like
0: But I don't understand. What is the point
2: of Jack Dayton? Like where are we going with this? I mean, I think it's to show that even though he he you know guardian angels are good but like maybe they're not all they're cracked up to be like i there's something ugly is going to come out about him at some point there's got to be i think so too we just haven't gotten there yet because up until
0: this point i mean even this isn't like the worst i mean we've seen a way worse like there could be a lot worse things but like i don't know up until this point he hasn't really done anything that's even like remotely shady
2: no exactly and I mean he even like engineered the machine in that one episode which like okay that was kind of cool like that was good yeah um yeah so like and I was torn on this one right because like I wanted to punch that Meacham guy I was like this guy's fucking like all he cares about is money he's just like missing the point completely and then Jack goes and does something good with his money but also like I'm not a fan of the fact that he basically like he like, like he, he used money as like a bargaining chip of just like, you better cooperate or you're not going to get this money. Like, I can't, I can't like people who operate that way just make me so angry. And so like I'm torn, but then, so Jack uses his money for a good thing. Granted his, his, like, the means were not great. Just not that I wouldn't say they justified the end, but I'm about to confuse myself, but then he goes and says like, let's get a shot for social media. So are you in it to do good or are you just in it for the clout?
0: I think there's both. Yeah. I think there's both. I think he still is in it for good and definitely wants to help the hospital and Crockett really. I mean, any, you know, in any way he can, he still feels like he owes Crockett, you know, a lot of, you know, for saving his life yeah um i think there is a little bit of like "Who oh, let me show off like ha 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 this is cool whatever but what i was dying and what i kind of want to get your opinion on i yeah. um okay what would okay because he's like oh they're good for you know med social media feed or whatever what does med social media feed like is it like fun <laughs> like is it fun with like you know trends and you know dance videos and whatever or is it just like Very just like plain Jane, like someone made a bunch of graphics on Canva, which is fine. But like, is it a fun hospital feed or is it like a run of the mill hospital feed?
2: I love this question so much. I love this. Okay. I imagine that the Chicago Med feed is probably very dry. Like Shentu probably hired a firm to handle their social media. And so it's really just a bunch of stuff that like talks up the hospital. And it's like, hey, did you know we have one of the leading OBGYNs in Hannah Asher? Like one of yeah. those kind of things. That's I think what I think. Yeah, it's pre-scheduled stuff. There's no way anybody at Med would ever approve like TikTok videos or anything like that. Never. But
0: like they should.
2: Oh, they totally should. Because I
0: always love when I see like, you know, I'm like scrolling through on. like reels or whatever and I see like a bunch of like night shift nurses like doing like the Beyonce dance in the middle of the shift like I love seeing those things I think it's so fun yeah so
2: no that's definitely not on on meds social media feed um it should be yeah I think I I, that's on individual TikTok feeds um I love that question that's really funny oh goodness um I am curious so maybe a week or two ago um we had mentioned about you know like who on who at Med like has a podcast and things like that. We talked about Doris and Nurse Trini having one together. Well, um, Marie and Lorena, the two actresses that play Trini and Doris, they found out and so they posted on their Instagram. They were like, "Oh, they totally have a podcast. It's called The T with D and T, and basically all they do is talk about like air quotes like doctors doing like illegal things." Yeah. I'm super curious as to what their podcast would consist of about this Hannah and Will thing. Like, oh, you know, it's already all the got like it is like, oh. they
0: spend like the first like 30 minutes of their episode, like discussing everything, all the looks and the they are like, like Doris is definitely like, you know, I saw them going to the shower. Like, I don't know what happened, but like, <laughs> let's just say, I, you know, like that would they would definitely be talking all about them going in the shower.
2: Oh, totally, totally. And Trini's like, wait a second, they what? Holy crap.
0: And it's like, this is not a secret because obviously it was a deconation shower but like i'm sure something happened like they're like totally like theorizing like what went down in that
2: shower yeah and then they're like at the end they're like people moral of the story is like don't transport your pregnant neighbor if they're like carrying car fentanyl in the back okay yeah <laughs> totally a cautionary tale i love it so much i love it um yeah
0: i was gonna say they need to come on the podcast
2: yes if you guys are out there please please join us please, please. i think we would have so much fun please oh so funny yeah. So funny. So um, um yeah, their their Twitter feed is super dry. You got to find everybody's like individual feeds for the good stuff. Yeah. 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 So, we've also got Archer. Archer had a lot of stuff going on in this episode. My one like not regret, but my one like thing about this episode that kind of irked me that I wish was just a little like I don't know. The episode was so chaotic that I feel this Archer storyline did not get the attention that it deserved
0: i i do agree like what we got did pull up my heartstrings because again now i'm apparently an Archer fan this year but <laughs> like yeah i definitely thought especially because like the whole promo was centered around this like it was definitely i felt like third wheel like yeah. compared to like i mean i it really i think you know the scrub stuff and the hand and will and like i maybe even fourth like down like it was just like so far down that it was like I think it was good, but it could have been, obviously, I think it would have been better had it gotten really the attention it deserved.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Because, I mean, this was supposed to be a big thing for Archer, and it just kind of was like a blip on the radar. So, yeah. Go ahead.
0: Okay. So, first of all, we have, like, again, Ethan is in the storyline, too. Like, it's an Archer storyline, but, like, Ethan's here, too. We just have to note that, like, Ethan is the only one wearing scrubs this whole episode because he does his own laundry every night. Of course he does. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember, like, I would definitely remember sometimes, like, not all the time, like, when my dad was a doctor and he would, like, do surgery or whatever. Like, sometimes he would leave his scrubs there and they would get washed, like, through the hospital. Uh But definitely sometimes he would come home and, like, bring his scrubs home and, like, do them. So I guess it really just depends on your preference. I don't know.
2: Okay. But this, this brings up a bunch of questions for me. Okay. So like, I guess scrubs don't have to be washed in a special way because Sharon keeps saying it's super important to like maintain the sterile field. But like, if your laundry is just going through like the normal cycle with detergent and dry, like nothing special, I can't imagine that that helps any, do you get what I'm trying to say? No, for sure.
0: I, but yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I definitely remember times coming home, my dad coming home, like wearing his scrubs and my mom would like throw them in the wash and he would just like wear them again like eventually he would take them back with him you know the next time he went back to the hospital
2: so how do scrubs help maintain the sterile field then is it in the fabric i don't know no
0: because i mean like there can't be anything there's not anything super
2: fancy about scrubs
0: you can buy like ten dollar ones from walmart like i mean
2: yeah great i don't know the sneeze but no i'm not this is the it, worst part about having a cold is like you constantly have to sneeze and then you don't.
0: But it's obviously just very much an Ethan thing too, like something he definitely picked up on his time in, in the Navy, like for sure.
2: Oh yeah, like oh, totally Ethan. Yeah, and like I, I understand too. Like I'm I'm a control freak enough that I'm just like I can't depend on other people to get stuff done. So I completely get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I just love how he's like I do my own laundry for precisely this, this reason. reason, and it's
0: like no, you don't. But like. Yeah. I don't Ka- think you have ever envisioned a time there was going to be no scrubs, but maybe you did. And Kai is just like, eye roll. He's just like, oh, whatever. Oh, also, while we're talking about no scrubs, did you not have the TLC song stuck in your head all night while watching Think About This episode?
2: Of course I did. But also, did you see Connor Perkins' tweet? Uh, no. So Connor Perkins is the actor who plays Zach. He follows us, by the way. Connor, come on the pod anytime, please. Uh so he tweeted out that like apparently in between takes the crew would play no scrubs i'm like
0: i definitely made a no scrubs tweet last night too like i just like i it's all i thought about too easy so i mean i don't want no like i mean it's just in my head all night
2: no totally totally all night yep
0: but anyway back to the whole anyway so they bring in a patient and they're like oh it's an you know prison inmate whatever and he's been shanked in the neck. Casual. 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 So, whatever. So, Courtney, paramedic Courtney comes out to talk to Archer. Because Archer, at this point, is like, okay, whatever. Like, inmate brought in, whatever. And Courtney's like, you'll love this coincidence. His last name is Archer. Sean Archer. What that funny? Isn't that funny? Whatever. And it's like, Courtney! Courtney! <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think she realized what she was saying. Obviously, she didn't realize what she was saying. No. But it's like, and like at this point, we kind of realized, I mean- Nobody knows that Archer has a son. Well, Ethan knows
2: he's a son. He doesn't know that he's back in his life. I didn't realize that this was like a secret that he had a son.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought everybody knew he had a son, and so like that—that that was the part that surprised me. That I was like, oh, so I guess it's just Ethan and Doctor Charles who know. Yeah, Ethan's only like i said Ethan knows he has a son, but Ethan doesn't even know that he's back.
0: Like in the picture, Ethan like, didn't Ethan's- even know he was in jail. Well, yeah, Ethan's like, oh, I thought you said he was out west. Like, what the fuck's Mm. going on? Yeah. 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 So, like I said, they start working on him. And Archer's like dying to get in there and like help out. But like, Ethan is like, no, you, no, like you just can't. Like, you can't work on your own family member or whatever. (laughs) Also, just like Kai being wowed that like part, so part of the shank room like breaks off in Sean's neck. And Kai is like, oh my God, like medicine, this is so cool. (laughs) And it's just like, Kai. Like Kai. just like the joys, I guess, of like being an intern, like you're seeing all this stuff really for the first time, and it's just
2: like, oh man. Like... But I mean, and you can't even blame Kai for it. He has no idea. Like in Kai's mind, this is still just a coincidence that both of their names are Archer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and like i said, Ethan's trying because, like I said, Ethan knows that Archer, like that they're related. This is not just a coincidence, but he doesn't, again, Ethan doesn't know, didn't know at the time that, you know, Archer or that Sean was back in Archer's life. And, but Ethan does a really good job of like, he secretly is like getting on Archer for all this stuff, but like, he keeps it cool around everyone else.
2: Yeah. I, I love, love, love that. Like, this wasn't, this was not Ethan being all righteous. This was Ethan being a friend
0: yeah and i mean you could have taken it as ethan being righteous right because obviously he was like no like you can't do this whatever but like it wasn't like you said it wasn't coming from a righteous place it was coming from like no like this trust me like you do not want to be the ones that have to make the decisions like it is better for your mental health if you are not working on him yeah like that's the place it was coming from
2: yeah i'm, I'm gonna miss the new ethan once I he know. goes sad face yeah
0: so then another inmate comes in, and of course, it's the guy who shamed Sean. Casual. Yeah. And of course, then Archer has to work on him. Yep. All oh, while keeping a straight face. Yep. It's like, okay, great. Sorry. So Sean's going to be okay. Like, you know, it's all going to be fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you kind of start to get the feeling it's like you wonder how. if. Sean wasn't okay, and Archer was having to deal with all of that while working on the other guy. Like, how would that have all gone down? Hey, so, like, it, what, yeah. I, like, I want to say, again, as a newfound Archer stan, like, I want to say that, like, Archer wouldn't have done something malicious to the guy. He still would have honored his oath to, like, treat patients, you know, fairly or whatever. But, like, I don't know.
2: A like, season I or two... Also- A season or two ago that this would have scared the crap out of me. If Sean was in bad shape and he had to work on the guy who shanked him a season or two ago, I would have been real worried. Yeah, I would have too. Because
0: like I said, at that point, like I probably could have seen Archer like doing some shady shit.
2: Yeah. I just could. I also want to, like, I'm also curious, like what you think about this one too, is that, okay, like Archer's lucky in this instance that Goodwin is too preoccupied with the scrub situation. If she had known about this... I'm curious if she would have how she would have handled it because we all know with Will she would have been like motherfucker like I'm about to restrain you like get the fuck out of here why are you like this I feel like with Archer she would have given him a little bit more leeway what do you think I think so too only
0: because I mean granted even without knowing that much about Archer's situation with his son specifically and like Uh those specifics like Archer's a lot Older, a lot more mature. Like, he's not, you know, he's been through a lot of shit. Like, I do think that, like, that plays a role in how he would have handled it. Will being, you know, younger, you know, more willing to probably just jump the gun on something. I think she definitely would have had to rein someone like Will in a little bit more versus an Archer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair.
0: So, Ethan orders a CT scan and then we get
3: this. Hey. Hey, what's with uh, what's the chest CT? Looking at the post-insertion x-ray, I'm concerned there's still a hemothorax. I placed that chest tube. It's
1: fine. I'm sure you're right, but there could be a retained clot. A CT will give us a better image of the damage.
3: Oh. You need to think about running it by me first? We both know you can't be the doctor of record on this patient, Come Dean. On. Look, if anything were to happen... What are you saying? That I can't remain objective? I know I couldn't if I were in your shoes. Look, man. Maybe you're a better man than me, but why put yourself in that position? It's a good thing you're not wearing my shoes. Hey, if you can't stand down, I'll have to take this up with Goodwin.
2: Please don't make me do that. So what is Archer going to do when Ethan leaves? Like, who's going to keep him in check?
0: I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I really thought about it. I mean, Hannah, I guess. Because Hannah yeah. and Archer are now like BFFs. Yep. But still. it Yeah, it's been on my mind too a lot.
2: I love this scene. I love this scene. It's just how Ethan's like, please don't make me, like, please don't make me have to narc. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But I will if I have to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the guy ends up needing his chest tube replaced. And at first it looks like it's going to go to shit. Like, it's like a real kind of touch and go for a second. Um, but Archer ends up saving the day. Yep. And yeah, everyone's going to be okay. So then we get this Ethan and Archer green screen green screen balcony moment because green screen balcony is back it's back it's back <laughs> it's been a while but it's back yep. and we get this moment
3: boy some father I turned out to be huh? I'll let my son drop out of my life for 15 years let him drop into addiction prison and just today I helped save the life of a guy who Tried to kill him, and who very well may try to kill him again. Yeah, I, mean, I, had, I had exactly one job: protect my boy. And I failed.
1: I could tell you that. <sighs> you didn't have a choice. That we took an oath, but I don't think that'd be much comfort.
3: How come you didn't? Let me know what's going on with Sean. Oh, I was ashamed.
0: Yeah. And again, I just, I love this friendship so much. And I'm like, so sad that we had to spend like Arger's first, like two seasons with them, like fighting. And even last season, like Ethan was barely around. Like, I feel like there was so much potential for this. And I'm sad that like, this is really all we're going to get. Yeah. Because I love this. I love this friendship.
2: I really feel Mentorship,
0: like, whatever you want to call it.
2: I feel like Ethan is like really hitting his stride. Yeah. And it's just a bummer that like now that he's really starting to like peak and, and you know, do really well, he's going to leave.
0: Yeah. And then so Archer leaves the balcony because he gets a text. And, you know, Sean's going to be okay. And Archer goes downstairs and, you know kai's about to pull out the uh tube and archer's like no 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 let me do it and kai's like no 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 i got it And archer's like no this is my son like let me do it and you know so they take the tube out and sean sees archer for the first time and we get this little you know there's like a little bit of a breakdown and archer's just like it's gonna be okay and it's just like
2: my heart i know my heart my heart and like the very first window, he's just like it's gonna be okay my boy i was like oh Mm, I know.
0: Feelings. I just I hope we get to see, if not next week, maybe in the mid season. Like I need more I need another moment between like this can't just be it on like the Archer Sun stuff. Yeah. Like I need more. Right.
2: For sure. So. For sure. Feelings. Yeah. Feelings. I'm feeling all the feelings. Like actual emotions that are not rage towards Archer. It's still a very like it's still a very weird feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then last up we've got Maggie. Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. What are we gonna do? Okay. So you can tell right off the bat. Maggie really misses Vanessa. Like you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do too, girl. It's cool. It's cool. so, well, so
0: what I want to know, so but while we're talking about Vanessa, yeah. there was I don't know if you saw it because you were in like Europe time or whatever, but did you see those like behind the scenes photos of I think it was Crockett or dom hugging asia like it was like a camera the camera shot
2: i did see that i thought that was so cute
0: it was really cute but where did that scene come from like i thought that we were gonna still see vanessa maybe in like this episode it was gonna be like her goodbye you know party like i was just like oh no she's
2: like really gone yeah yeah it must have gotten cut which is a bummer because those pictures (sighs) were really cute yeah yeah Mm. real bummer total bummer total bummer um, yeah, so Maggie is assembling a care package for Vanessa. Apparently trail mix was her favorite snack. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? We didn't. Um, ben shows up. Cool. Hey, Ben. So one of Ben's students fell off the monkey bars. And so she is in the ED just, you know, getting checked out or whatever. Uh, so, he, you know, that that's fine and dandy. Well, Ben comes back up to Maggie at a certain point at the same time as Grant motherfucker word awkward so awkward oh man okay so grant's like hey um i brought this thing for maggie or i brought this thing for vanessa that i think she might like it's my old letterman jacket granted like you wore it more than i did but you know it's cool motherfucker oh my goodness oh my goodness okay he
0: knew what he was saying it's just like
2: really yeah really yeah and i it's I I want to give Ben the benefit of the doubt here, right? I I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he it's not that he's jealous; it's that he's hurt that she didn't tell him. Yeah,
0: but I mean, but she he knows at this point
2: that Grant Grant is back. Yeah, no, I know that, but like this episode makes him. Look You're talking really- about
0: like still the feelings from a few weeks ago.
2: Yeah, this episode makes it look like Ben is really jealous when I don't think he's jealous. I think he's just really upset with Maggie that she wasn't honest with him at the very beginning.
0: Agreed, agreed.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after the Grant thing, things are really awkward and, and Ben's Ben's getting pissed. Ben's getting pissed.
1: You know, if I knew this place was going to be this unresponsive, I would have told the to take her to another hospital.
3: Wait, am I sensing a bit of hostility here? Does this have to do with Grant bringing in that jacket in today?
1: Not at all. Why would I be bothered by that?
3: You shouldn't be.
1: Really? I do seem to remember you telling me that you weren't going to have anything to do with him.
3: Ben, this isn't about me. It's about Vanessa.
2: Yeah.
1: It's always about Vanessa
2: little bit of karen in him there little karen it's
0: just like
2: i get that you're pissed
0: and i get your i think you have obviously every right to feel the way you're feeling but like that's a little taking it too far i think
4: yeah like
0: he's like i would have told Ambo to take her to another hospital like no you would like that's just like that's a little too much
2: karen pull it back (laughs) like (laughs) that's not very nice um yeah yeah Um, and there's also that moment when, you know, he's like, well, you assured me there was nothing going on. And she's like, yeah, cause there's not like, what do you want me to do? So the student's mom at the end, you know, she thanks Zach and she thanks Ben and she looks at Maggie and she's like, your husband's a saint. And she's like, yeah. So I heard like, that's what I've been told. But Ben is just like, I'm going to bowling. Like, bye. Peace out. He's like, I'll he's like, you'll probably be asleep when I get back. And it's just like, honey, I need you to talk to your wife. Yeah,
0: but it's like not looking good either because obviously next week's promo was centered around the whole Maggie Grant Ben situation. Oh my God, and what is that
2: promo? We do have that, to talk about that.
0: Yeah, so obviously the promo is like Grant shows up in like some car or whatever, and like convinces Maggie to get in and go for a joy ride, and then they go for a joy ride, and there's a car crash with Maggie and Grant in the car, and it's just like I mean, granted, I uh, will say this: I said in the group chat last night, like. I don't necessarily like Grant, but like I don't need him to die either.
2: Yeah, and and Lauren, Lauren from the locker room has a theory that Grant's gonna Grant's gonna D word. Yeah, she called that like weeks ago.
0: She said also and or Ben, but like I didn't think they were gonna kill. I don't think they're gonna kill Ben.
2: I think they're more likely to kill Grant.
0: Yeah, obviously he was in a car crash.
2: But But like, like, I also don't want this to be a situation where like the whole like the problem gets resolved by like some sort of trauma happening you know what i mean like uh yeah how you're all
0: adults we should be able to work out our feelings without a car crash being you know like we're we're not going to resolve
2: this by communicating with each other we're going to resolve this by like oh my god you were in a car accident all of our other issues are like so trivial yeah 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 what the fuck was that promo like leave maggie alone for real that was yeah yeah (laughs) Again, stuff we didn't expect. No, that was the theme of last night's episode. It was. It was indeed. It was indeed. Any other notes on med? No, but
0: I mean, chaotic, but a really good episode.
2: Yeah, good chaos. Chaotic
0: is not always negative, but chaotic, but like a really good episode.
2: Chaotic good. Yeah. Chaotic good. Yeah. You got a Will and Hannah shower scene. What is life?
0: (gasps) What? Yeah what yeah. we got crockett in that shirt too
2: oh that shirt god bless that shirt yeah yeah so
0: we were really winning last night
2: we were winning we really were we were uh and we were winning not just because of the shirt because of a lot of stuff that happened on fire as well how's that for a segue that's a good segue <laughs> 10.0 execution okay so fire time here we go this was a good one
0: this was like I said my favorite one in a few weeks for sure actually I... maybe one of my favorites all
2: season. the And I'm really happy that this ended on a positive spin. Like the positives just kept building up until the very end. And then it was like the ultimate positive. And I was like, all right, for once, I don't feel like completely destroyed after an episode of fire. This is nice. Well, it just
0: felt like, like I said, there it was like a little bit of comedy. Like there was just like, it was just really, it felt like a, a normal, I feel like that's a weird word to use, but like a normal episode
2: of fire. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was It was, good. It it was, was like good. A, it was a mix of like there was drama, but it was also like the feel good stuff that balanced it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, let's start off with our other queen, Stella, because mm-hmm. she's our other queen. Queen Hannah Asher, Queen Stella Kid. They can share the title. It's fine. Brenda, take it away.
0: So yeah, so we start off with a girls on fire session. Been a yes, hot minute, but yes. we do. And we start. We see our queen in training, Kylie. In the turnout gear for the first time. Yes. Which I love, obviously. She's doing a drill. We are like that much closer to her becoming an actual firefighter. And we, I'm like yeah. here for every minute of it.
2: We just like we're all collectively manifesting Kylie for candidate in like season 12.
0: Well, like Caitlin was doing um like a QA yeah. on Instagram yesterday, and she was just talking about she's like, Yeah, like she was, you know, she used to have like part-time jobs, and now she's like acting full-time. And, you know, she was talking about, like, obviously wearing the turnout gear in last night's episode and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, hey, Caitlyn's acting full time now. Like, now's the time. Like, Kylie's about to obviously become a – I'm just like, this is the time. This like, is Like, this it. is the time. This is what we want. Yep. Make it happen. Yep. Make it happen. And we also get, like, supportive hubby, stuff too, because he, like, shows up and he's just like, this is great. Whenever Like, it's just, like, it's really cute. Like, everything about this is, like,
2: All great. of it. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Case yeah
0: and we get to see macy who we know was obviously the first like graduate from girls on fire and is now like almost a full-on you know graduate of the academy like her grad academy graduation saturday and she's helping fella lead the session and it's just like a whole like full circle moment it's very cool beautiful yeah and Bowden even says Bowden's like watching at one point he's like you know like this is a great achievement like to see that macy's getting ready to you know graduate from the academy is like very cool so we get to Macy's graduation day, and Stella is, like, so proud. She's just, like, full-on proud mom mode, and it's, like, really cute. Oh,
2: my God. And she's, like, taking selfies with the girls, and, oh, it's so sweet. Yeah.
0: Until she meets Macy's mom, and Macy's mom is basically, like, you know, I'm, you know, she's really sad, you know, sad, you know, kind of About, obviously, the fact that Macy's gonna become a firefighter because, you know, she's, like, every time I hear the sirens now, like, I have to think about, like, oh, like, this could be Macy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she basically, I mean, she basically tells Stella, she's, like, basically, if anything ever happens to Macy, like, I'm gonna blame you. And she's, I mean, she's, like, just know that that's on you. And, like, Stella is so hurt by that.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean... I get where the mom is coming from, you know? And she's also saying, she's like, look, like, this is my daughter now. Like, I have to worry about yeah. this. And it's because of a fire that you put there. Yeah. I I, I get it. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things I get that you it, can focus on.
0: Yeah, I get it. But, like, that's not the way to have this conversation. Right. At all. So they're at Molly's later that night. And Stella's telling Severide, you know, about, like, what went down or whatever. And he's just, like, the most supportive, again, Severide for like husband of the year award because he's like you know like we can't control what happens on the job he's like that's why I'm so tough on my cadets like when things get ugly and he's like yeah but like your cadets came to you like I'm the one that recruited these girls into girls on fire and he she's like you know I did it to inspire empower them and she's like but Macy's mom's not wrong she's just like you know I'm putting them on a track for a job where their lives are on the line and stuff's so like it's the best job in the world like you have inspired you have empowered them
2: like the rest is out of your hands like you can't do anything about it oh my God, supportive husband of the year. Right. He's the best. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause it's true. Nothing he said is, I mean, she has done nothing but inspire and empower these women. And like, like you said, like there's really, I mean like you can only take someone so far and then you have to just let them, you know, figure it out.
2: I can't and- express enough how much I freaking love Stella and what they've done with her like yeah. words just can't express. I mean, she is she is an example of, you know, hey, you can write a woman on TV who has it all. It's possible. Yeah. She's crushing it.
0: Yeah. So, next shift, you know, Stella's quizzing Kylie and, you know, at one point Stella asks her a question and Kylie's like, "Well, that's not in the note card or whatever." And Stella's like, "No, Kylie, you got to know this whatever." Kylie answers it, it's wrong. And Stella kind of gets on her a little bit or whatever. And then all of a sudden, Stella changes her tune and is like, well, you may want to try, like, holding off on applying for the Academy. And Kylie's like, I don't understand. Like, I've got six months till I turn 21. And, like, we always said I was going to apply, you know, as soon as I turned 21. And, like, Kylie's just really confused. And, like, Ritter's looking on at this moment. And he can, like, he himself can see just, like, how hurt Kylie is by, like, what Stella said. Mm -hmm. So, Ritter goes to talk to Stella, and we get this moment.
1: Hey, Lieutenant. Hey. You got a sec? Of course. Yeah. What's up? If, uh, if I'm out of line, just tell me. But I heard you quizzing Kylie this morning, and it reminded me of when I was fresh out of the Academy. Have I told you much about my parents? I don't think so. No. Well, and you know, they didn't want me to go to the academy. And then I'd get myself hurt. And I remember my mom saying, leave all that to the real
3: men. Seriously?
1: we had our issues to say the least so i had to show them that i could be as tough as my uncle anthony the firefighter i studied hard i worked my ass off in the gym and graduated but their words you stuck and the doubt kept creeping in that's why mouch found me in that stairwell frozen and I just put that seed of doubt in Kylie's mind. My uncle was my hero. And Kylie's hero is you. What you think means a lot. Hey, I hope your parents know now. You're a hell of a firefighter. Thanks to being here, I don't really worry about what they think anymore.
2: I know I am. Um, I will fight his parents right now. Yeah. First of all, love that we got Ritter
0: backstory. Yeah. hate the backstory, but love that we got Ritter backstory. because, like you said, I want to fight his parents. Oh, let me at them. Also, I just love this. Con- like, I mean, granted, I think it's maybe slightly better because we know how great of friends Miranda and Daniel are off screen. Mm-hmm. But I love that we got to see, like, a completely different pairing. And it didn't feel forced. Cause We never really see Ritter and Stella. See- like, I don't think we've ever seen a Ritter and Stella scene. No. But, like, it didn't feel like a force, like, okay, let's try this pairing. We've never done it before. Like, it just felt so organic, again, I think, because we know Miranda and Daniel are such good friends. But, like, I loved everything about this.
2: Yeah, it really was great. And I just love how, you know, Ritter Ritter treaded lightly. He was like, look, if I'm out of line, just say so, but here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, and then he he laid it out point blank. He's like, you're Kylie's hero. Like, you may not know that, but that's the truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's exactly what she needed to hear. Yeah. Because, like, Severed could, I mean, Severed could be supportive husband of the year, but, like, there's only so much, like, she knows that how he feels, like, he's her husband. Like, of course, he's going to say those things. Yeah. Doesn't mean he doesn't mean it, and that is not true, but, like, you know, there's only, you know, she needed to hear it from someone else other yeah. than Bride. Yeah. So, Stella goes to find Kylie and, like, gives her an apology, and she's just like, listen, like, you are more than ready for that entrance exam. Like, if you could take it tomorrow, i tell you to do it. And she's just like, you know, I was overthinking. You may have noticed, you know, it's a small problem I have. And she's just like, you know, know this. Like, the more I care, the more I overthink. But I think it just, I, again, I really hope we do get to see Kylie, you know, take her exam, like, go through the academy. You know, like, I want to see it so bad. Same. And especially because I think knowing that we've already had Kylie for the last couple of seasons, like, if you're looking to transition to a newer cast of characters, like, that would just make the most sense in the world. So, like, use someone we already have on the show and we all already love mm-hmm. and, like, transition, make that transition with someone because you can do that. And I just think it would make all the sense in the world.
2: It really would. I mean, we know her. We love her. We trust her. It would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It really would. Um.
0: So the episode ends and Stella and Severide stop by like what's going to be macy's new firehouse um you know starting next shift and they go after their shift of course and you know stella just asked the lieutenant to like look after macy for her and i just thought this was like really cute yeah yeah nice way to end the episode love it yeah um we did have a listener thought that i kind of wanted to discuss so allison g said normally i love the girls on fire storylines but it didn't sit right this week there were aspects of it that were really good, like Stella and Ritter's conversation and how it resolves with Stella's realization about misplaced anger and going to Macy's new firehouse. She said, I didn't think that Stella's initial reaction and in her first conversation with Severide made much sense, though. I could see her being upset about what Macy's mom said and even feeling protective of Kylie as a result. But for her to buy into the idea that she's responsible for anything that might happen to them seemed like she was go- like she was really spinning out. Girls on Fire is all about empowering young women, building their confidence while showing them a potential career path that may not have seemed like a possibility. That should mean that they're not now empowered to decide what to to do with what they learn from the program and make their own life decisions. And it takes something away from that if Stella thinks she's responsible for their choices. Also, as a lieutenant, Stella is much more directly responsible for the lives of the firefighters who serve under her and orders them into dangerous situations every shift. She must have had to come to terms with that when she became an officer. The other part that bothered me was her explanation to Kylie. If I were Kylie, I would have been unclear about what exactly Stella was overthinking and would not have found that reassuring. I think that it would have been much more powerful scene if Stella had been more upfront with her and said that this is an amazing job, but the risks are real. And especially because she cares so much about Kylie, she wants Kylie to make sure she's making this decision for the right for herself and for the right reasons and going into it with eyes wide open about the reality of being a firefighter.
2: A lot to unpack there. Yeah. Okay, so I think this was just this is very similar to what Crockett was experiencing in Med, right? I think I think she had a moment of self-doubt. That Macy's mom just kind of planted that seed, and even though it's something that you know you run the risk of while you're on the job, sometimes you become a little bit more aware of it than you would other things, right? So I think I think that's all it was was just a moment of her kind of doubting herself. I also think with regard to truck, you know, she does manage the guys, but that's completely different. Again, it's just like she was saying to Seb, the cadets came to him. She recruited these girls. Same thing. Gallo Mouch. Who else is on truck? Why am Carver. I blanking? Carver. Carver. Yeah. You know, they they signed up for this job. Stella did not bring them into the fold. She went and found these girls. She feels a different way. She feels differently about these girls that she does for her truck. Right? Yeah, Yeah. Because, you know, she basically pulled them out of these circumstances that they're in to, you know, change their lives and empower them. It's not the same with the guys on truck. I think she just had a very human moment of self-doubt. That's it.
0: Yeah. And I will say on the point of like the conversation with Kylie and like being open about the realities of the firefighter, I mean, you ha- we also have to remember too, like, Kylie is around them all the time because Kylie's working at the firehouse yeah. as Bowden's assistant. Like, she sees it every day with her own eyes. I mean, granted, she is not out on the calls with them all the time, but I mean, she's with them all the time anyway. Like, she knows what happened. You know, she's been around for a lot of shit over these last couple of seasons. And so I think it's different with Kylie specifically. Like, if you had told me, this was macy or you know one of the other girls on girls on fire then yeah i think stella does need to have that conversation about the reality of being a firefighter and whatever but with kylie specifically i mean kylie's seen a bunch of sh- i mean kylie has been there for the boat incident in the river she was there for obviously all the wedding mishap like for hawkins death Z- like she's been there for a lot of shit she's been there for since season nine now so like yeah. a long time yeah So, yeah, I think with Kylie specifically, it's a little different. But, yeah, I do think if it was a different person in Girls on Fire, then, yeah, I think that would be part of the conversation for sure.
2: I think Stella definitely sees Kylie as a little bit of a little sister now, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, Kylie was there for Stella's bachelorette party. Like, I mean, come on now. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's a different. Kylie's and Stella's relationship is obviously very different than, you know, anyone else on Girls on Fire. So Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah And uh, we also have Cruz oh my god Cruz mm-hmm. um I've been meaning to like tweet it from our account but I haven't but like do you ever just like stop and think about like how far we've come that like he started the show as like you know a bachelor who was just like you know having fun with his best friend and then had the Flacco issue and all that and now he is like a very very happily man like married father of two yeah it's kind of crazy. Ah, the growth. I just am like, there was that moment in last week's episode when he walks in and he sees Chloe and Javi and Otis and he just has this moment of like, it's my family. Yeah. Like, mm, my heart. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Okay, so Cruz is distracted as fuck because as we know in last week's episode, the adoption was going great and then they were like, Leon's name popped up in a gang database. Like, we're fucked. So, Cruz is pretty distracted. He's very on edge. He's not happy. And so, Herman is like, look, like you're going to get a, you're going to get a call. You're going to be fine. Like it, it's going to happen. You've just got to be patient. Cruz is just like, no, like, leave me alone. Not going to happen. So Cruz is continuously distracted. And at, at one point, like he's, he's talking about something and Subs like, Cruz, stop it. Like quit. You're going crazy. Well, every time he gets a call, he thinks it's from the adoption agency. It's the robo calls that he's going nuts yeah. about. He's just like, ah, oh, freaking telemarketers. And Subs like, Cruz, pull it together. Well, at Molly's he finally gets the good news the adoption's going through and Javi's gonna be a son my heart yeah that was I did love that moment I will say I do have one
0: critique I mean I don't want to be like critiquing like a good storyline you know like that Javi's gonna be a cruise like I feel weird but like I will say and again not that I wanted it dragged out longer but it's like last week you introduced this problem and it's like oh we can't adopt him you know because of Leon or whatever and then it's like just like randomly like in a storyline that's barely even in this episode it's like oh yay okay Javi's gonna be a cruise yay like it's just like if you're gonna introduce a conflict I would have like liked the conflict drawn out like to actually make it a conflict yeah like because I really thought they were gonna like Voight was gonna pop up and like it was gonna you know there was gonna be a conversation between Cruz and Voight like yeah like I just thought there was gonna be more to the conflict and it's like if you were gonna resolve it this quickly I would have rather you just resolved it last episode when you could actually see the reactions with like Chloe and Javi and like have them be all together for the reaction because I think that would have been like it was cool to see Cruz find out in Molly's with like the 51 family but it's like if you were gonna just have this resolve so quickly, I would have rather seen them all find out as like the Cruz family together last week.
2: The Cruz family,
0: but like yeah. you know, so like it was just kind of like okay, if you're gonna dr- if you're gonna introduce the conflict, you should have just like actually had the conflict,
2: right? Right. So if
0: you don't want to introduce the conflict, then like let me have gotten my Cruz family moment, happy moment last week.
2: All I'm saying is Javi and Michaela played it when yesterday. Make it happen. Yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. Can somebody write that one shot of a Javi and Michaela? And if it it already exists, we need it. We need it. Send us that link ASAP, please. Yeah, yeah, I need it so bad, so bad. Oh my gosh, Javi's gonna be a cruise. I had like like the happy tears were like forming in, in my face, and then PD started. Yeah. I will say, and I'm just, like, I'm happy that
0: finally we had like, especially because I I think it's Adoption month, Awareness Month. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, the fact that, first of all, just on top of that, like, I think it's really cool. But, like, we finally had an adoption go. Oh, well, Michaela's went well. But, like, you know, especially on Fire, it's, like, Louie, you have other track records of it not going so well. And it's just, like, I always love to see it go well.
2: It just, like, I'm just so happy for Cruz that, like, he's just he found the love of his life and now he's got two boys he's a boy dad like oh oh my heart yeah I love it Mm. 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 okay so next up we've got Herman Brenda take it away yes so
0: this storyline just like every time we get like a Herman focused storyline I'm just like reminded of like how much Herman is the heart and soul of this show yeah yeah he
2: really is
0: and this episode was just such a good reminder of that. So all of 51 gets called to this like highway accident where like a semi tipped over and like basically ends up crushing the suburban. And so Herman climbs in to try and stop the bleeding. And they don't make it clear. But like, again, this is another instance where I'm like, why is a guy from engine doing the work of like trucker squad? I don't understand. Great question. I didn't even think about that. It's just like there are sometimes I'm like, why is engine here? This makes no sense. I'm like, I don't understand.
2: But, I, that didn't whatever. even cross my I mean, mind. The only thing that got me, I was like, man, Herman, like he just like slid in there so quickly. I was like, spider Herman. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, but anyway, so Herman's the one that climbs in, tries to stop the bleeding. And so he's trying to talk to the guy, John, and, you know, keep him going while the rest of 51 is like working on freeing the car. And so John starts talking about this girl Catherine that he used to know when he was at Loyola, but he never really told her how he felt. And now they've lost contact and blah, 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 blah. It's been like 20 years, you know, yada, 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 yada. So they get John out. And as soon as they get him out, he starts crashing. And as he is crashing and kind of like going in and out and, you know, he asked Herman to tell Catherine that he loved her. And Herman is in the moment and he agrees. But as soon as like, John leaves in the ambo like you can kind of tell that Herman not regrets saying yes but he's just like oh fuck like what did I do like what did I get myself into so they get back to 51 and Herman kind of like runs the hypothetical situation by Ritter and asks for his advice and you know Herman's really conflicted about like what to do especially because like once Brett comes in and tells him like John's not doing so great it's just like oh fuck like what do I do Yeah. And so Ritter and Brett both convince him. They're like, this is the right thing. Like, track her down. Like, tell her what John told her, you know, told you to say. So, we're at Molly's and Herman is, like, really struggling to find Catherine because he's like, I tried Googling it and they're just like, you Google just her name? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, it used to be so easy. You would just call 411 and, you know, (laughs) or look it up in the white pages and it's just like, Herman.
2: I know. uh, Darren's just like, I did a Google search. What? I found her.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, I did this and this. I found the wedding invitation and it linked to this LinkedIn and blah, 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 blah. And here she is. So... The next day, Herman leaves Catherine, like, a long rambling message about, like, (laughs) and basically, like, gives his whole life story in, like, the last two days. Um, hi, it's Christopher Herman. You You don't don't know me, me,
2: but. But. (laughs) Here's what's happened to me in the last two days. So I met this guy who says he knows you, and then this happened. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Herman. So Brett comes
0: back for med, and she's like, hey, great news, like, John's doing better. And Herman's like, oh, fuck. He's like, I just left the message, and he's like, I shouldn't have even done that in the first place because like I shouldn't be messing with people's lives and now it's all I've like blown everyone's life up. (laughs) So Herman goes to visit John at the hospital and it's telling him all this stuff and he's like, but guess who else shows up? Catherine. Catherine. And we have this really, really just cute little reunion. And, of course, now Catherine's she was married, you know, had gotten remarried in the time that her and John were apart. But now she's divorced and it's just, she was really sad when she heard that John was in the hospital and, of course, had to rush. It was just, like, really cute moment. Really cute moment. Yeah. Um. And so then later at night, we're at Molly's, and
2: Herman and Cindy, I don't think we've ever seen Cindy and Molly's, like, ever. I don't think so either. I mean, this uh, this episode, in terms of execution, like, hashtag blast. We had, like, you got a Herman story, and he's, like, the heart of the firehouse, right? And then you've got the cruise thing that's heartwarming. You get a Cindy sighting. Yeah. And then, like, even the Mouch storyline was just, like, A++. plus plus.
0: Yeah. So we get a little backstory though on Herman and Cindy about like of course like of course they're high school sweethearts. I'm like of course they are. But it's just like really cute how Herman's like, yeah, I almost didn't ask you out, like, you know, like I was really nervous and blah 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 blah. But he's like, he ends up being he's like, you know, this was the best decision of my life. And it's just like
2: Herman I knew and Cindy they were high school so sweethearts. Goals. I knew like, it. Goals. Oh my god. So cute. The best. Herman and Cindy forever. Forever. Ever
0: I feel like we need, like, Bowdoin and Donna, Herman Cindy, Trudy Mouch, just, like, couple goals, like, shirts. Like, I feel like we need that as merch. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I like that. I
0: feel like we need that as merch. They are goals. But, so yeah, that's the Herman storyline. So
2: sweet.
4: Mm.
2: Adorable. So, this Carver slash Violet story was crazy. Kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird. Okay. So they're at the accident site and Carver tries to get this bystander to like back up. He's like, you need to stand behind the line. And the guy's like, yeah, okay. And he doesn't. So the guy just like doubles down and he starts taunting Carver. And then he starts taunting Violet and Brad and like, what is this guy's deal? Like surely he's got better things to do than just like heckle firefighters. Like, yeah. Okay. So violet and gallo are walking out of shift and like first of all barf um i wasn't happy about that that they were walking side by side i was like get away from her leave her alone not yet um, but all it was was you know they were just like walking out and talking and they they spotted the guy again the guy from the highway cross he's across the street just watching them like super creepy yeah and so i before either of them can say anything the guy just gets in his car and leaves creepy Weird. Totally weird. Totally weird. By the way, if you're a valo shipper, please don't come for me. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm still I'm still grieving Hawkins too. So like don't come for my head. Um, so at the start of the next shift, the same guy shows up again and he starts taunting Violet. You leave her alone, sir. Yeah. Now you've gone too far. Just protect Hannah, protect Stella, and protect Violet at all costs. Mm, and Haley. And Haley. And Kim. And Kim. And And just all the women of- All of the women of One Chicago, yes. Yeah. Yes, every single one. Uh, Yeah, so he starts messing with Violet. And this is the point where I'm like, I would like to punch you. Leave her alone, please. So Bowden comes out and gets the guy to leave, but they go out to another call and the guy literally follows them and starts taunting them again. Dude, like, surely this guy's got better things to do. Oh my God. So Stella's like, we're going to ignore him. We're not going to engage. We're going to let the cops handle it okay this is what's happening so this heckler his name is Edgar Weston and it turns out that his dad died in the wedding tent fire from what the premiere yeah yes so so remember the guy that they pulled out of the wedding tent who was like horribly burned like Violet couldn't get a tube in or anything that was the dad yeah which was I mean I don't want to say nice because,
0: again, that's, but, like, a good callback, like, if you're going to do this storyline to, like, call it back to a previous incident we already have seen and we all be, i be like, oh yeah, that was not good. Like, I thought
2: that worked really well. Yeah. It I made do. the storyline work really well. I do love a, a well-executed callback. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. So he shows back up at the firehouse and, you know, he's just like, my dad's gone. Like, you did this. This is your fault. And Violet, Violet doesn't snap, but she lays it out for him. You think you're the
3: only person who lost someone? The only person who has had someone ripped away from them? It is a living hell. And I know it. Feels like you're drowning. Because every day since he died, you haven't been able to breathe. It doesn't make any sense, but every day... You wake up you realize that he's still not there, right? It was an accident. A tragic accident. And looking for someone to blame isn't going to make the pain go away, Edgar. It would have been their 40th anniversary last week.
1: My mom won't get out
3: of bed. It's ruined us. I'm
1: sorry. I am. That's awful.
3: I don't know how to make it better.
2: Maybe only time can do that. I love her and I hate that she's hurting and protect her at all costs.
0: Yeah. And again, I'll just say like, I think what fire has done really well with how the, again, hate that we have to see Violet go through her grief. Mm-hmm. But what I do appreciate with how they've done it is like, they focused on it obviously a lot in the beginning. Cause then the first, you know, week or so, like it's really when it's like, you're in, you're basically just like dark. Deep depression but mm-hmm. well, like I think they've done a really good moment of like there are gonna be some days when you're really okay and like there are some days when you're just not or like there are gonna be moments where like you're having a good day but something is gonna make you snap yeah and I think they really depicted
2: that really well I'm They're glad like, that they haven't like ignored it like part the first part of this episode I was like okay but she's like back to normal why are we like stop yeah. it? and I was glad they called back to it
0: well and the thing that I you know, like we, there was the rumor going around, or someone had said. I think Andrea had said in an interview that like we were going to get Violet's family, and is like, is that still happening? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Because we thought, oh, that's going to have to do with her. Like, obviously, they're going to come in and like help her with her grief or yada 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 or whatever. But like that hasn't happened yet. So like, is there more to come? I guess we'll see. Yeah, we will see.
2: But, we'll see. Yeah, just like. Weird storyline, but I don't know. I felt kind of weird about that whole thing, but it was fine.
0: I don't think it was weird. I mean, I think the storyline obviously because you have at first it seems like what's like a stalker, and you're like, why is this guy like stalking 51? Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I thought it was fine.
2: Like I I thought it was fine. It was fine. I had, like a good callback. It was good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then we get what's probably like one of the best storylines oh oh, of the season. Oh so god.
2: So good. Take it away
0: so we get after the high because also at the highway crash like obviously it was mainly between the semi and the suburban but like there's like a guy on the motorcycle that of course got like kind of banged up or whatever and the guy's basically at that point like listen fuck this like i'm giving up the motorcycle or whatever so they're back at 51 after the highway crash and like all of a sudden the motorcycle that was involved like shows up at 51 And of course, everyone assumes that like Severide bought it or whatever, but like turns out Mouch is the one that bought it. (laughs) And I like never would have thought Mouch as like a biker ever. No. Ever? Ever. But of course, and like again, keeping in like traditional Mouch fashion, he has to keep it at 51 because like Trudy can't know. (laughs) And it's like such a let's like just like a tiny callback to the uh bagpipes because he had to keep those at 51 because Trudy couldn't know and so it's just like of course match keeps just like all his like hobbies at 51
2: dreams need lockers too joe (laughs) literally oh so funny yeah
0: So, Mouch keeps trying to ask Severide for his help with the motorcycle, but, like, Severide refuses at first. He's just like, nope, 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 we're not doing it. Until he, like, literally sees Mouch struggling to work on the bike, and he's just like, fuck it. He's like, I cannot take this anymore. Like, you're gonna ruin it. Like, let me help. Yeah, why was Sev so
2: annoyed by this at first? I don't know. Like, he was really, every time, like, Mouch brought up the bike, he was just like, "Uh, bye.
0: Maybe because he want secretly wanted it and like didn't get a chance. I don't know. I thought that was a little weird, but I did love how he's just like fuck. Like I can't take this anymore. Like <laughs> you're killing me. Yeah. So the motorcycle just so happens to be finished. Like this is like next shift or whatever. And like Trudy all of a sudden shows up, and at first it seems like it's headed towards like complete and utter disaster, and that she's gonna be like so pissed. But turns out she loves it. And she, like, literally screams. She's like, you look like Marlon Brando. And just, like, kisses it. And she's just like, and then they take off on the bike. And it's just like, I did not know I needed this, but I needed that in my life.
2: Oh, my God. And then he's like, she's always been a hog fan. And then they just, like, drive off. Never, ever, ever change, Plouch. Ever. It's, like, so legendary. And it's just, like, only they could do it. Only they could do it only plouch forever and ever oh my god they're so funny and i love that like mouch brings out a different side of trudy that we don't see on pd like oh for sure yeah we see the fun side of trudy on fire
0: well and not anymore i mean you know in the beginning seasons you saw a different side of trudy but like not anymore for sure No,
2: right right she's all business on pd the fire side of her is like Yeah, The the fun side that Mouch brings out. I love it. So funny. But also Mouch owning a bike is a recipe for disaster. Just straight up. Yeah. Oh, he's like totally going to crash it. Oh, totally going to crash it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally something stupid is going to happen. But yeah. Any other notes on fire?
0: No, but like I said, this is definitely one of my favorites. If not, with you know, of the season for sure. And definitely within the last couple of weeks. So yeah, for sure. Yeah
2: for sure so all right let's stretch it it's PD time oh man I know we went from like a super happy ending fire episode and then I was like great let's talk about sex trafficking cool total yeah. shift all right PD this as I said earlier I feel like was the best one of the three no really good it's been a long time since I've said that too and so that felt really nice to be able to say well and it's like I the thing, and I think a lot of people have noticed it, like,
0: PD has, like, obviously, the critique of PD has been, like, it's character-focused episodes, you never hear about anyone else, and, like, there's never, it's all, like, if this is a Haley episode, it's a Haley episode. Yeah. But, like, and I don't know if it's, like, partly the arc, and that, like, the fact that we're having this, like, multi-episode arc with, like, the Shaw and, you know, the sex trafficking stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, there was moment. I mean, granted, it was still a Haley episode, by far. But, like, you saw a lot of the other team. Granted, not as much of Kevin and Torres, but we just saw a bunch of them last week. But, like, you had all the stuff with Ruzik. Like, there was, like, the sub Ruzik-Haley fight plot or whatever. There was, like, a little bit with Kim. Yeah, Obviously you had the Voight stuff. But, like, it just felt way more balanced than, like, any other episode has felt. right? And I was like, no, this. I was like, if you're gonna do character episodes, like, this is how you do one. Because you have, like, the character you're focusing on, but then that character has, like, two or three kind of main interactions with other characters that like aren't really the main focus of the episode but like enough that you notice that it's like a balance because mm-hmm. you have all of Hayley stuff with void her like little bit with kim and then obviously all the Haley ruzik stuff and it was like oh okay this is how you do it like this yeah. is how you do it
2: yeah for sure and i was invested in this one start to finish this wasn't one where i lost the case like midway through and was like well. I had and no i think it happening. helps
0: too that obviously like the case is continuing as well like it's not like and it, because it's a multi-episode arc, it's not like, okay, this is just the case of the week. Okay, whatever. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. The case doesn't really matter. No, the case matters. Like, it really, you know, it mattered. Yeah. I really just, I, yeah, I, I loved it.
2: Yeah, really good. Really good. So we start the episode and Haley is tailing Sean everywhere he goes. Night and day, round the clock, she's tailing him. Mm-hmm. She's staying up all hours of the night. She's not sleeping. She's just constantly working. not even
0: even putting in the if you're working and you're not even putting in the ot hours for it like you're literally just avoiding yeah everything
2: yeah and that that breaks my heart in a million pieces
0: i'm so just like sad i'm so sad for Haley
2: oh oh me too me too um i have strong opinions that i'll share later on in the recap but uh Yeah, I mean, she's not sleeping at all. And Boyd's like, look, Platt's starting to notice how much you're working. Like, you need to sleep. And she's just like, no. Like, no, I'm not doing it. And so Haley finally gets something on Sean. Because, like, he's just running. He's doing normal things. He's, like, working out, whatever. Nothing, like, earth shattering. (laughs) Sorry. She finally gets some earth, like, something. And he goes to meet with some guy and exchange what appears to be cash. So... That's good. So we get the guy's name. It's Victor Helms. He's been arrested for involuntary sexual servitude, enticement, and harboring of a child. Great things. He's a very wholesome stand-up individual. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at this point, Boynt and Haley finally loop in the rest of the team, which, like, I wish they had, like, I, I wish they looped him in earlier, which, like, I, I hate when I don't like how Voight and Haley try to do stuff off the books and keep it from the rest of the team. Like.
0: I actually will push back on that because I think obviously last week that didn't really happen. They were like, okay, we're going to keep it off the book. Cause like, it wasn't the focus of the, like they didn't really focus on it at all. Like it was, we got the one scene of them talking about it and then it was a Kevin episode. So we didn't really talk about it. But like, other than that, the episode before that one was the first time we had the Haley and Sean, you know, and it ended with like Haley coming to Voight being like, you know, Sean is uh, you know, sex trafficking children. So like, I don't think we really had that much time in between where like, you know, I think they actually looped them in pretty quickly. Like, I was actually like, oh, okay, they didn't keep it to themselves for like, you know, I thought they would have kept it to themselves for like the whole episode.
2: I just, I, I, guess, I guess, I, I wish that Haley was as comfortable going to the team as she is going to Voight. The Voight Haley relationship scares me, and yeah I don't know quite how to like pin the, what I'm saying trying to say
0: but the thing is Haley wanted to go I mean I understand your point because like obviously given the history of like the last time Haley and Voight kind of kept something to themselves like we all know how yeah. that went down yeah yeah but like and I'm not gonna say like Voight's redeemed anything right? like that This is like completely different but it is different I think because like Last week, you know, Haley wanted to go to the team, and Voight's like, "No, no, no! Like, we're gonna keep this in between me and you." And granted, that was one scene or whatever, but like, you know, Voight was the one that's like, "Okay, no, it's finally time! Like, we're gonna go loop in the team, whatever." Like, I don't think I don't I still think there is some weird Voight Haley relationship, but I'm not sure I'm a hundred percent a fan of it. But like, I do feel like it feels a little different this time around.
2: Interesting. Okay. See, and, and I, I don't get that vibe. I think I'm just so like blinded by the past couple of seasons, you know, when, um when we talked to Jason in the fall press junket uh, and he gave that answer about how there's love and respect between Haley. I mean, look, I, I he, wouldn't go so far as that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all.
0: I don't agree with that. I just, I do think like Sid, the circumstances on this feel a little, Different and maybe because it has to do with like the cop son, like maybe the that Sean is, you know, the chief son. Like I do think there's just like something slightly different about this. Mm -hmm. But like you know, I like said I really was expecting them, like last week when they had the conversation about keeping it a secret. I really expected them to keep it a secret for like a lot longer. Yeah, I was more surprised that like I was like, oh, they're already telling the team already. Like that's a little different. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, um. So, yeah, like, I was more surprised, I guess, about how this episode went, in my opinion, than, like, I was expecting the worst, and I was surprised that it wasn't completely the worst.
3: Yeah. yeah. And
2: I'll leave it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, in the bullpen, they basically are like, look, we've crafted this fake case. Like, you know, this is what it looks like. If anybody gets up here, this is what we're working on. It's fake. These are the details. What we're really going to do is work out of this location, which really just looks like it's Adam's undercover apartment.
0: I mean, obviously, it's the same set. I guess, is it supposed to be the undercover apartment that they're going to? Because, like, if they're supposed to be keeping, like, normal in the bullpen, Uh right? But, like, so where is this undercover apartment in relation to the district? Because, like, if they're (laughs) supposed to be going back and forth, like, I think people are going to notice if intelligence is just never in the bullpen.
2: Do you notice how at a certain point in the episode, they didn't even give a shit, and it was so obvious they were just roaming the halls of Cinespace? Yeah. <laughs> it was so obvious at a certain point. I was like, all right, like, I can't fault you for this one. But it's um, just like, in relation, like, where is the UC apartment supposed to be in relation to the 21st? Yeah, that's a great question, because surely somebody's going to notice, like, hey, intelligence is gone quite a bit lately. Right. They're never here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, like, I feel like I have to be, but I I don't know. I don't know.
2: It's got to be not far.
0: But then again, is it supposed to be the UC apartment, or is it just supposed to be the, it, that's clearly the set, and, like, they just came up with some random, I don't know. Yeah,
2: I don't think, I I think, I think it being Adam's undercover apartment is a fan-made theory that we just ran with. Um,
0: no, I am think, I think it's supposed to be the undercover apartment.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, it, it's an undercover apartment, it's just probably Earth. not Adam's.
0: Maybe not Adams. It is definitely an undercover apartment. Yeah. But obviously we all, it's Adams.
2: Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So that's really where they're working out of. Um, And that's where like, they're working on the real case against Sean. And so they work from the bottom up. Burgess finds a name. This guy's name is Martin. Uh, He used to be in that Victor guy's circle until he agreed to be a witness during the last case against him. But it like never panned out. So he's pretty much he's he's a viable witness if they need. So he's back online. So they send a new officer undercover to try to get to him. And so, um, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a young officer. She's brand new. Taurus vouched for her. Uh, and so while they're setting up, we get an up just scene like an organic, perfectly executed up just scene. What this is amazing. Just listen. Is this? What's been keeping you out of the district, this case? I don't mean to... You just...
3: You seem worn down.
1: I'm sorry, but... <laughs> no.
3: It's alright. Um... Yeah. I,
1: uh... I've been tailing Sean since Abby's case. Oh. I haven't... Not home in a while. I haven't really wanted to.
0: I said this before, but I, this is the way, like, again, Kim and Haley are never going to be BFFs. Like, it's just, I don't think I ever will see that in my entire lifetime. But if you're going to execute a friendship between them or start to build a friendship between them, this is how you do it. Yeah. Because it feels right for where they're at right now. Yep. Like, Kim trying to ask her questions, but they're obviously, like, not completely open with each other, but they're, like, kind of there, whatever. And then she's like, Kim doesn't really know. Like, they're at the right place for, like, this conversation was perfect for the place that they're at in their lives and in their friendship. And I just thought it worked so well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know what Haley really needs right now is she needs a night of, like, drinking wine and watching Disney movies with Mac. That's what she needs. Oh, yeah.
0: Maybe a little, like, dance show, you know, whatever. Yeah. some
2: costumes, like... She needs to come she needs to go and have dinner with the Berziks and then play with Mac a little bit and then like fall asleep on the couch and she can mm-hmm. like actually get some good sleep. That's what she needs. Yeah. Mac is like the best therapy for her. What do you think is Mac's favorite Disney movie? Oh. That's a great question.
0: Hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, does she go with something newer, like you know, like Frozen or some? Like, are we going like newer
2: generation? Are we going like old school, like The Little Mermaid? She's probably into something newer. Kim tried. Kim probably tried to get her to watch like the old school, like Cinderella, Little Mermaid, all that stuff, but she's not having it.
0: I mean, I'm I'm gonna say Frozen because I feel like that's like the new generation's like favorite, but like. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna say my favorite of the newer generation. And I'm gonna go with *Tangled* because that's my favorite of the new generation. I like it. So, or newer generation, whatever you want to call it. I like it.
2: I'm gonna go with Encanto. that's good too. I could be completely wrong. I don't know. That's just the movie that I really wanted to watch with my niece the last time she was here, and she was just like, "No, I don't want to watch it." And I was like, "But I, I do you didn't like that movie." Um, I yeah, no, you're you're right. I, I well, I didn't like *Abuela*. I I wanted to just like. Hunter. I was very very angry with her but the music was so good yeah yeah or Moana too Moana yeah Moana is a good one yeah oh my god I could totally see like <laughs> I, I just have this like vision of like Adam and Mac doing like Halloween costumes and like she was Moana and he was Maui oh my like... god yes yeah yes yeah just hmm. dad yeah. Yeah. but that is exactly. Haley needs some Michaela therapy. She just needs to sit on the couch, have some glasses of wine and just fall asleep watching Disney movies. Yeah. 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 So this Daniel's guy, he's hesitant at first but ultimately gives her the cash, which means PD gets to go in and find him and bring him in for questioning. So Haley's like, "Look, I don't want you. I want Victor." But he's like, you don't know what you're getting into. And so they set up Ruzik to go undercover with this Daniels guy to meet Victor. Ooh, this scene. Oh, my. Okay, so Victor's going for it at first, but then it starts to go sideways because Victor brings a girl in to hit on Ruzik and try and suss out if he's a cop or not. She's got to be, like, 15. Mm -hmm. She's so young. And so... You know they're just like okay this is this is what are we doing here because like they're trying to find out if he's not a cop like what what do we do and so voice just like Adam this is your call. This is your call. I I I see like early season Adam I feel like might have followed through.
0: Yeah. I mean I want to say no because like I don't think he even would have taken it that far. But I think early seasons Adam takes it further than this version of Adam. Yeah. Yeah. This version of Adam who's a dad, a girl dad, especially, like, I I don't, I want to say in my gut that, like, early season Adam doesn't go that far, but, like, I think he takes it further than this version, for
2: sure. I think early season Adam is willing to see how far it goes, and then at a certain point, Al steps in and is like, no, no. Yeah, yeah. agree. That, yeah. that. But, like, this, this, this Adam just, like... Yeah. The minute he pulls away from her, I'm like, he's such a girl dad. Such oh, a girl dad. Oh my God. Oh, the girl dad energy. It's just, it's so it's yeah. Art. Yeah. Art. So yeah. I mean, you know, when he's like, it's your call. At first I was like, okay, well, where are we going to go with this? And then he pushes her off and I was just like, Oh, like, okay. Adam's a good man. I mean, there was never a doubt about that, but Adam's a good man. Yeah. Yeah. And so Victor goes after the girl. And so Adam has to break his cover because like, you know, she's young. He's not going to let her go down for this. Right. Yeah. So Victor runs, but Haley and Torres corner him. And so, you know, Haley's just like, we've got to do something. I don't know. Well, he points the gun at her. She has to shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh.
0: And of okay. course, this is like before he gives up
2: anything about Sean. So they're like kind of back where they started. Yeah, Haley's pissed. Haley is pissed. So um, Brenda, take it from here, please. Yeah.
0: So they bring in the girl who obviously was like working music for, you know, they bring her in for questioning and like she claims she's 18 and like she's like, I wasn't forced to do anything. But like I also love that how they had like Upton, Burgess, and Platt all try to talk to her. Yeah. Like and see if they could get anything through to her, which it didn't work, but, like, I loved how they had, like, all three of them, like, try at different points.
2: They didn't bring the guys in. They were very sensitive and respectful, and they just kept it with the women. Love it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, Haley asked her about Sean and Abby and, like, a bunch of the other girls, you know, they suspected of the same thing happening to you, and, like, again, still not giving anything up. Haley even asked that, like, one point about the scars on her feet, that, like, Abby, you know, they're the same kind of ones that Abby had. But, again, this girl's just like, no, I've had them since I was a kid. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how I got them. You know, that's the end of it. So, since the girl won't give up anything and they have no real evidence, like, they're just kind of stuck. Like, they don't really, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, again, Haley's pissed. I mean, she's, like, she understands why Rusick did what he did, but she's pissed at the same time for, like, breaking cover with Helms.
2: Like, she won't say it, but she is. But Adam just knows. Yeah. Everyone knows well yeah yeah but the, the fact that like she didn't have to say anything adam was just like here's why i did what i did like seriously yeah. yeah so
0: you know at this point they have no choice but to release the girl it's been almost 48 hours like they they have to release her and he was like no 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 whatever and like wait's the one that takes her outside and we have this
1: conversation i get it okay we'll release birdie i'll keep tailing. you can't do it this way what does that mean you have to turn the heat down you gotta go home at night, you gotta sleep. Probably gotta deal with what's going on in your life. What? This has nothing to do with Italy. me. You wanna save something too badly right now.
3: Okay. Maybe I do. Why is that wrong? You're telling me you don't want something to save?
1: to go home okay Others can release Bertie.
2: let's take a break i'm sorry but boy giving Haley life advice just like i hate it
0: i hate it because of boy and i don't want to like anything that boy does mm-hmm. but like at this point she's only she's not gonna listen to anyone else and I don't think she listens to, clearly is not listening to Voight either, mm-hmm. but I think if anyone was going to get through to her in an instance like this, it was going to be Void. So I can appreciate the fact that Voight was like, no, like, what you're doing right now to yourself is, like, not okay. Like, you've got to go home. Like, you've got to get some sleep. Like, you've got to take care of yourself and, like, properly deal with, like, what's going on in your life. Like, mm-hmm. go do it. Like... This case isn't going, like, go take, go get some rest, like, just take a break, go home. Like, someone needed to tell her that, even though she wasn't going to listen, but, like, someone needed to tell her that.
2: I think what really bothers me is that Void is that person who gets through to her. I wish he wasn't. Right.
0: And that's, I mean, and that's a different conversation. But, like, Void, if anyone was going to tell her and, like, her even have a remote chance of listening, it was going to be him. (sighs) Hate it. Yeah well right now because obviously we have no J, but like so if anyone was going to tell her it needed to be void yeah um so instead again instead but she doesn't listen to him so instead of listening to Voight, she goes to see sean and sean's like well what are you doing here and she's like listen like i you know you said before about seeing that i was in pain and yeah
1: we, we just get this conversation
2: i know your dad
1: told you about my husband leaving he uh decided that he lost who he was and he had to go. And somewhere in Latin America. Can't get a hold of him. Can't go home either. So I yeah. can't stand being home.
4: Uh, when my mom died, my dad moved us to a one-bedroom in Bridgeport like that.
3: He said uh, the whole house smelled like her. I mean, I kind of like the smell.
1: <laughs> but I think, I think not being able to go home is
4: the most natural thing in the world. But why did you come here?
2: She can't get hold of him? She can't get hold of him? Uh, like I'm trying to be real careful what I say I don't want people coming for me but like I'm like ooh, ooh, I'm so angry like I, I'm done with Jay like this is this is canon this is canon that he just up and went to Bolivia I'm like you asshole like you just yeah. up and left your whole family you left your family you left your wife and you just went to Bolivia and now like you ghosted her he did what Aaron just did to him. Completely. This, this completely, this is completely ruined Jay for me. Yeah. It really sucks that
0: this isn't just like some alternate universe that we'd be like, okay, like this sucks, but like it's not canon, so it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. And the fact that like, he she she even explained, she's like, he decided that he lost who he was and like he had to go. You married her. Like you're, you're supposed to figure this out together. Mm-hmm you selfish little bleep
0: like well and I think the whole thing's interesting too that like obviously she went to Sean to try to like you know use him and like kind of like play it up so that she could get information about you know the case mm -hmm. but also I do think it's interesting that like of all the people that she opened up to you know that she opened up to Sean of all people by the fact that like she can't stand being home and that like you know she didn't tell this to Boyd. she didn't tell this to ruzik she didn't tell this to kim like she told sean and Ew. it's like you know obviously sean has no really idea of what's going on so like i think that's probably part of it that he doesn't know jay so like he is kind of a neutral third party in some weird way yeah but like i thought that was interesting too it's like no like she can't talk to anyone else like she can only talk to some
2: fucked up dude well, she probably doesn't want to, she probably doesn't want to share these feelings with somebody that she like cares about and stuff like that. Cause she's probably worried they're going to leave too. I don't know. If I just don't think she's close enough to anyone
0: else to open up.
2: Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. And yeah. like, I realized that, you know, this was just, Jay's exit was just poorly executed, but like, it's still canon. Yep. Oh, I'm so angry. Yep. It's
0: just, yeah. So Haley tells him, you know, Sean, she's, like, basically, like, I can't stop thinking about Abby. And, like, she tries to ask him about Helms, but he, like, says he doesn't know anything, whatever. So Haley leaves and then follows Sean. And, like, he tries to call Helms, but, of course, like, Haley has Helms' phone since he's dead. So this means that they now have, like, the burner, that phone number that Sean called from. And so we go back to the UC apartment, whatever, we, whatever we're calling that space. Uh-huh. And Haley actually, which I was kind of shocked about, like Haley actually apologizes to Ruzik. She's like, listen, like, I'm sorry about earlier, like you did the right thing and I shouldn't have implied otherwise. And he's just like, no, I get it. Like, it's no worries at all. But like, I really thought she was never going to apologize. I thought this was going to be a grudge. We just like, we're all passive aggressive about for like ever and like that was it
2: no I like I liked the fist bump it just I really like the moments that we've had between these two because it shows that look their relationship was nothing serious it happened but you know they're this is the place they're in because of it is that you know they can talk to each other in a very frank manner but they're good they're cordial they're civilized you know it wasn't serious
0: yeah so Now that they, again, they have Sean's burner's phone number or whatever. So they call in the team and, you know, thanks to some cell phone pings, whatever, they're able to find the location that they think that the girls are being held at. But because obviously they can't go like to Chief O'Neill and like talk to him about this shit, they go to the ASA and Boyd kind of uses his like, I basically helped you get this office so like do me this favor or whatever Mm kind of deal. And she ends up signing it so they can now go breach the building. But, so they go breach the building, and, like, it is empty. They don't find signs of anyone. They basically tore all the tech out of the building. Everything's wiped down and bleached. So, like, they knew they were coming. They didn't, you know, and they're just, like, they're kind of just, like, how? Like, they did that's where we're at. And so, he was, like, I swear Sean it make me, like, how do, you know, how do we figure this out? Like, how did they find out we were coming? Cut to... Boyd returns back to the district and finds chief o'neill for him waiting in the parking lot and this is how the conversation goes down
3: the tricks you used the 99 confidentials the fake I numbers i've used them myself i read your reports after the officer involved shooting i read between the lines
1: (laughs) he's my kid he's my son
3: But me and you, we came up together. And you have never had a better friend in the ivory tower. I have been good to you. I cannot understand why you wouldn't just come to me. What, you think I don't know that my son has a problem? Problem? I know when Sean is clean. I know when he's not. Sean's not using, not right now, and God willing, never again.
1: But my son's doing goddamn great, Hattie. Hattie. What? I'm not investigating Sean for drugs. I'm investigating for sex trafficking. Miners.
3: What? Children. Oh, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, my son's dedicated his whole life to helping children. This is my this is my son. This is my child. this is my blood. I'm hearing you. I
0: obviously, I think in this moment, we it's very clear that, like Chief O'Neill was like shocked to think about, you know, that his son isn't who he thought he was. But, like, I really thought when like it cut to void like after Haley says something about, like, you know, how did they know that we were coming or whatever. And then it cuts to void in the parking lot. and you can see Chief O'Neill waiting for him. I really thought it was going to be like, Them saying, oh, yeah, Chief O'Neill is the one who, like, told Sean about, like, what was going on or whatever. Like, I really thought that was where we were going to go with this. And it wasn't.
2: That's my theory, though. I I think that is what happened because Chief O'Neill just, like, he's in the dark. He thought that they were investigating Sean for drugs. And so he probably was like, whatever you've got going on, like, you need to deal with it and, like, fix it. And so Sean is like, great. Dad just thinks it's drugs when it's really you know
0: but the thing is he doesn't think it's drugs though because he says and he's like listen sean sober i believe him like he i don't think he's like on drugs
2: huh yeah then how did they get tipped off
0: right i mean granted o'neill says that he kind of figured out the like fake case stuff yeah but like still i don't know
2: I felt for O'Neal a little bit in this moment when he's just like. Yeah. When Voight was like, I'm not investigating him for drugs. I'm investigating him for child sex trafficking. Like, I felt for O'Neal in that moment because I think the realization really hit him hard. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's like, my son is doing something even worse than that. Yeah. 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 I wonder, I also wonder if this means like O'Neal is going to work. Like, he's going to cooperate with them now? I wonder what that means. Right. Or, like, in the future, you know,
0: in the next, like, two weeks, are we going to see him tip off Sean even more? Or is he going to work with intelligence? Yeah. Right. Because I think those are either kind of your two, like, he's either going to help intelligence for the sake of Sean. Like, I think he's going to, like, say he's working for intelligence to, like, ultimately help Sean. Or he's going to actually help Sean and, like, help Sean get away with shit. Yeah. Um. But so the episode ends, though, and so we see Haley once again. She's, like, watching Sean. Um, she watches Sean return home, and, like, Sean gets out of the car, and he clearly gets the vibe. Like, this is all silent. So, like, he clearly gets the vibe, though, that he's, like, being followed. He turns around. He sees Haley. And Haley's got this, like, smug look on her face, like, I caught you, motherfucker. Like, yeah, are we sure they saw each other? I got the vibe that she they saw each other i thought that's what that was supposed to imply because yeah that's very very smug of Haley. if so because why else would she have that look on her face
2: that's true
0: but like he doesn't say anything and he just goes inside his house and like turns the lights off and like that's how the episode ends
2: so maybe he knows that they're onto him now i
0: guess that that's the vibe i got is that like he got the vibe that he was being followed. He turned around. He sees Haley. Haley's look on her face is what gives it away to me as like, no, like I'm on to you. Like you can run, but you can't hide kind of, you know? Yeah. And yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I wasn't sure how to interpret that last scene. Cause like Haley's Haley being so smug is what threw me. I was like, I don't, she wouldn't like, she wouldn't just have a stare down with the guy. She would try and, you know, maintain her cover. Or would she at this point? Yeah, because maybe she knows that, you know, maybe she knows that he got tipped off somehow. Yeah. But how did he get tipped off? Yeah. I don't know. All great questions. Um,
0: But I am curious, though, because obviously so we have two more episodes before the midseason. Yeah. We know that next week is a Burgess episode that has to obviously do with her trauma. Uh-huh. But, like... Do we think that connects with this? Like, I'm curious to see how the Sean arc ends, given that we know that next week is a Burgess and then we have the mid-season finale. Like, how does this all kind of end up tying together?
2: Good question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll get like a mention of it next week and then, you know, it'll it'll be the mid-season.
0: Yeah, I think without a doubt, it's definitely the mid-season.
2: But does it wrap up in the mid-season or does it just have a big cliffhanger and continues throughout the season? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All good questions. This was this was my favorite of the three. This was a great episode. Yeah, I really like this. I really yeah. like this arc. Yeah, big time, yeah. big time, big time. Any other notes on PD? No, really good episode. There was not enough Kevin. That's my objection. Yeah, I mean, again, but we just had a Kevin episode
0: last week. But he's still part of the team. Yeah, I mean. He's not even in like a couple scenes. At one point, it's like, but yeah, yeah.
2: So, so that's about all we've got for today, you guys. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. As always, you know where to find us: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok. I, I I haven't posted on TikTok lately, but I'll get back in the swing. Um, yeah. You guys know where to find us. Uh, check out the merch store on our T Public. If you want to support the pod, check out our Patreon page um yeah as long as there's new episode there's new episodes of the shows there's new episodes of the pod i haven't done this ending spiel in like three weeks i'm rusty um so yeah uh follow us individually on twitter i'm at gina watches tv Brenna. i am at brennak k13 if you like the pod which we really hope you do because you've made it to the end of this episode please feel free to leave us a rating and review on itunes or wherever you listen to us we would greatly appreciate that um, as of this moment in time, we are scheduled to talk to Jesse Schramm next week. So if you've got questions, send them to us, mm-hmm. please, please, please. Um, we'll keep you posted if anything changes, but otherwise, you know, have a good weekend and we will see you next week. Bye.